right. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Erin. How are you? Fantastic on this, you know, Monday, trying to get into yeah. the swing of things. I know, I know. Missed you on Friday. I know you had a little oh technical difficulty. Major tech issues. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all sorted yeah. out now. Here we are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. So in news headlines this morning, looks like we may have another fatality on our hands. Oh, no. A motorbike accident late last night and Seriously. the roadway and crew road remains closed. And it appears that the police are still looking for um, the young lady um, involved in the situation. So I'm just told just at 718, the road has been opened. Okay. But of course, um, you know, it's one of those things that hopefully um we'll find out a bit more details about this morning so it literally just opened up i mean listen it's just there was that other crash where unfortunately the elderly woman passed away now this it's just when when is it going to end on the roads yeah i think that um you know they're going to have to as as the government has said um, make some changes to a number of different things including the dui laws and other things yeah it's just kind of crazy really yeah, I mean, just there, there needs to be a strong police presence. And if they're being pulled away to little fender benders everywhere, they're not able to be out there and catching these dangerous drivers. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so um, in other news, apparently Dr. Um, Newton has said that she um, is having a bad experience dealing with certain members of the government. And she actually went to the governor and the deputy governor last week indicating that she wanted to resign because oh, of wow. what she said was disrespectful um, behavior from certain MPs. Wow. So this is quite an interesting uh, situation. Um, you know, they say there are always two sides to the story, but she feels like her professional um, integrity was being questioned. Margaritaville Beach Resort Cayman is up for sale. So, of course, we know Margaritaville mm -hmm. shut down um, and had some issues with uh, unpaid uh, liabilities, including pension. And I know they're also being sued by some of the property owners. Mm -hmm. And now um, they are up for sale. So we'll see how that goes, because I do believe they still owe government some money. Oh, wow. And they obviously owe their employers some money. So, um, you know. Well, that will be interesting. Yes. Um, indeed. What was the, uh, wasn't there supposed to be some like changes for like the COVID restrictions that were out last week? Um, I don't think anything has been finalized as yet. So okay. a lot of people, you know, have been talking about it, but the changes have not been finalized yet. So it just some seems changes. Because everyone else around us, like all the other countries around us, like everyone else has dropped everything and we're still just yeah, some, some changes are coming, but I don't think you yeah. should expect them to drop everything. And mm. um, we we've not we've never been guided but what by what other countries did. <laughs> so that's probably why, despite having a relatively high infection rate, we still have a relatively low death rate compared to other countries around us. So I think the truth is that it's going to continue to be a cautious approach. Yeah, I just that's think just that, yeah, that. yeah, I just think that we want to I, don't, I, I haven't really heard much. So I was just wondering if they were yeah, communicating some, some, that with people. Yeah, <laughs> something something is definitely coming. All right. Um, big shout out to um, the Boys to Men organization. They had mm -hmm. a very successful weekend. They did a fundraiser with Leadership Key Man where they did like a lock-in 
Yep, they came over into the studio and uh, to talk about that. It was uh, so did they raise a lot of money? Yeah, they actually reached and exceeded their goal. Great. Over $30,000. That, so that's that, yeah. fantastic. Congratulations. That's a wonderful program, Boys to Men. If anyone's out there, uh, definitely look into it. They do wonderful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We support them every opportunity that we get. Yeah. Um, so the RCAPS has said that over the last couple of months, there's been a rise in the number of reported sextortion cases, which are being linked to the sharing of indecent images on social media platforms such as Facebook. So they're warning the public, don't fall for it. I thought this was so um, 19, I don't know what year that was. Maybe it was still the 2020s, but I, I thought this was a while ago where people were being fooled. They, they would show up on Messenger and be like, oh, you know, start talking to men in particular. And then, you know, you thought you were talking to some sultry woman and she was asking your, for your photograph um, of you unclothed. And then it turns out it was actually some guy sitting in Nigeria behind a computer screen. Yeah. Listen, don't ever think anyone that you're talking with online is real unless you know them and personally know their account. Exactly, right? Yeah. So be warned. The police are warning <laughs> them to right. just be cautious. Yes, it's not as it seems. Mm-mm. Um, it's kind of crazy. That's, so I yeah, hope that everybody had a fantastic Father's Day. Yeah, we we hung out at the house and you know just did some celebrations with uh, the father and grandfather. And uh, you guys had a good one. Yeah, absolutely. We celebrated a little bit early on Friday. Took the day off. Nice. Well, not a full day, but a couple hours. <laughs> You're like, none of my stuff works anyways. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well call yeah. it quits. So. Oh, gosh. Trust me. I was in here right up until the last trying to get it wow. done. I'm like, oh, we could still have an hour-long show, but it just wasn't meant to be that day. Oh, well. Sometimes yeah. sometimes the uh, universe doesn't want your electronics. I know, but don't oh. worry. We got a hot, fiery show scheduled for this morning. Great. Lots to catch up on. And, of course, you're going to end up on Bobo 89.1 soon. So, yeah, you can tune in to Sandy. Have a fabulous day. And you too. And uh, everyone enjoy. All right. All right, folks. So uh, good morning, one, and good morning, all. We'll be kicking off here startly. Let's sit back, relax, enjoy some nice music while we get everything ready in the back end.
sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey child. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. Good morning, good morning, Cayman. Rise and shine. How are you guys doing? It's a beautiful Monday morning in the Cayman Islands. Little Mr. Sun is doing his best to poke out. Yeah, the rain still keeps, you know, those clouds keep uh, lurking around. But we had a rainy weekend, which meant there was a cancellation of a number of different activities, including MP Sabrina Turner. She had to cancel her Father's Day event. But we're hopeful that uh, the weather will continue to um, clear up throughout the rest of the week. So we need the sun back. I love Mr. Sun. I don't necessarily love being out in it (laughs) for very long periods of time, but I do enjoy living in the Caribbean. Who's with me this morning? Let us have a look and see. We have got Miss Vernita from Windsor Park joining us. Melita is here. Olivia says, good morning all. And my apologies for Friday, totally outside of my control. Um, At the end of the day, all I can tell you is So here we are this morning. We'll pick up the conversation from where we left off because, gosh, we had a whole good show planned for Friday. But, you know, Murphy's Law, you just pick it up and you just keep moving. Good morning to Olivia. Good morning to Diamond Princess. Uh, KK is here. So um, she says they're good for giving out tickets, tip tickets, major crime, hashtag major crime in Cayman. So we're going to be talking about that. Looks like we've got another accident that I'm hearing about this morning, actually um, in the Savannah area as well. Hmm. Um, I'm looking a little bit different this morning, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. I don't think I have on the the usual cute, super cute filter that I have that I normally have on, but guess what? Hmm. Let's go with something different. Good morning to um, Sandia. How are you? So good to see you. She says, top of the morning to you, Sandy and all. Boom Flick is here in the house. Good morning to Emma. How are you? John is here. Good morning, John. Stephen joining us from the UK. We got uh, Pastor Bishop Blair. I believe he's in Florida. Uh, we've got Wee Wee. Got it locked. Aliano joining us from Windsor Park. Carmelie is here. She says she loves the rain. Yes, I love it incrementally. Not all the time now. Um, so good to see you, uh, Richard. Good morning to Dawn. Miss Beulah, Miss Iva is here. Buenos dias, como estas? Says Miss Alba. Estoy bien. Uh, muchas gracias. Miss Omiria is here. She says pleasant good morning. Uh, Leonida says good morning. And we have Felicia also got it locked. I see some people walking in the neighborhood this morning. I love it when people are out walking, getting some little exercise. Leonida says, positive vibes. Good morning to Dawn. So, so many of you got it locked here. And morning, everyone listening on Bobo 89.1 FM. Please do not forget 
that um, you can certainly uh, call into the program at any time. I always invite you to call in. So before we start to dig deep, Chantel and Elizabeth Buenos Dias, Celine, um, because you know what ends up happening, honey child. We get into these conversations and next thing you know, we forget the news. So let's go ahead and queue up the news to see what's been going on. Yes, there is a uh, accident in Savannah this morning. Um, the CUC team is out making repairs to that area. No police or nothing. Okay. So um, KK says that accident might have been, <coughs> sorry, late last night or early morning. Poor CUC. Y'all keep them busy to knocking down their poles. Mm-mm-mm. What a mess. Um, so we'll talk about, let me just tell you what's on discussion for this morning. So number one, we got to talk about the sentencing on Friday. A lot of you um, had an opinion about that. So we're going to dig deep into that situation. All the accidents, all the lost wallets, everything that happened over the weekend, as well as a little bit of politics, we're going to get into. But let's get a little bit of a news um, update from Misha. Hello and welcome to CMR Daily Buzz. I'm Misha Allinger and thank you for joining us. Kasnik Austin Cupid was sentenced to 10 years and 6 months for her role in the Tortuga liquor store robbery and the co-accused Richard Edward Nash received 12 years imprisonment. Visiting Justice McDonald Bishop delivered the sentence via Zoom on June 17th for the February 2020 Governor's Square robbery. Cupid joined the proceedings from prison while Nash appeared in person. Both defendants will be entitled to full credit for time in custody while awaiting sentence and for Nash, his time while on monitored bail. The Cayman Islands Fire Service responded to a 911 report of a structure fire at Radio Cayman in Georgetown on June 16th around 10.30 a.m. On arrival, the fire service team found a garbage fire in an empty water cistern located behind the Radio Cayman building at a property in the Scranton area. The quick response from the fire service team prevented major damage to property and no injuries were reported. The public is reminded that burning garbage and hazardous materials without permission is strictly prohibited. The Justices of the Peace Association of the Cayman Islands recently held its annual general meeting and changeover dinner at the Georgetown Yacht Club. A new council was nominated and elected to serve for the biennial term of 2022 to 2024. Attorney General Honorable Samuel Bulgen also referred to an initiative created by the association in 2018, whereby a Justice of the Peace volunteers provide service to members of the public in the lobby of the Government Administration Building. This service is currently available every Monday, Wednesday and Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Cayman Islands Port Authority's board reinstated the Audit and Risk Committee after its indefinite suspension almost two years ago. Concerns were raised by the Auditor General's 2018 International Standards on Auditing ISA 260. It found that they were overstepping their board functions and flagged it as a significant risk to effective governance and oversight. The committee is headed by Jacqueline Scott Rankin for the second time. UCCI is hosting a health fair on June 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at UCCI Courtyard. Members of the community are invited to join the fair and partake in the free health screenings 
presentations on nutrition, fitness, mental health and much more. Light refreshments will be provided along with lots of prizes and surprises. Waffle Monkey is celebrating fatherhood this Sunday with a very special treat. All you fathers, pop in this Sunday at Waffle Monkey, located on 72 North Church Street from 7am to 5pm. Let's hear from Kevin Wattler for updates on Cayman's weather. Hello Cayman, I'm Kevin Wattler and this is your CMR weather update. It's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 548, today will be cloudy and the day heats up to the mid-80s. Winds east at 10 to 20 miles per hour and the sun sets at 705. Tonight stays cloudy with the winds east northeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The temperature falls to the low 80s. High tides at 3.11 a.m. and 4.18 p.m. and low tides at 9.53 a.m. and 10.15 p.m. Now looking forward, mixed weather conditions over the next few days. Sometimes cloudy, other times rainy and other times sunny. Each day, I'll keep you updated. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Kevin, for those updates. In regional news, Prime Minister Andrew Holness has declared a state of emergency for the parish of St. Catherine, citing rampant criminality and lawlessness. An announcement was made during a press conference on June 17th. In international news, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has authorized Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines for emergency use in children as young as six months. However, shots cannot be administered until the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's vaccine advisors vote in favor of that recommendation, including CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. The vote is expected to take place on 18th June. CMR is inviting businesses to sponsor our Hurricane Special Edition with host Kevin Wattler. Reach out to CMR sales team today to find out more and secure your spot to promote your business on CMR platforms. For more in-depth news and headlines, please visit our website, caymanmallroad.com. Tune in to The Cold Hard Truth with Sandy Hill, Monday to Friday at 7.30 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube and Radio Bobo 89.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to CMR Daily Buzz. I'm Misha Allinger. Happy Father's Day when it arrives. Please do not drink and drive and stay safe. folks um welcome back uh good morning to everyone someone said they can't hear us on bobo so i'm just double checking to see um what is going on this morning so uh lots of people sending messages so just remember that uh, if you are sending a message you know you have to be um cognizant of the fact that i'm actually live right now at this particular time so um, it's probably, Sabrina's also saying no radio. Okay. So yeah, let me know if you guys hear something going on in the radio or not going on in the radio. Do let me know because we're supposed to be live. So I will, uh, I've already notified the crew over there at uh, DMS to see what's a shaking. So we can get that radio stream up and running. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Um, Miss Vernita says she's glad for the repeat of the news. Thank you. Good morning to Miss Bonnie. How are you? Um, Sabrina says, okay, it's on now. All right. Good stuff. Not sure. Hmm. Yeah, they said I was connected. So, um, yeah. No clue. Okay. All right. Um, so, yep. Super bizarre. I don't know what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. um, okay. All right, folks, um, hearing loud and clear. All right, let's get this on the road. Good morning, everybody. Bobo 89.1. Thank you, Sabrina and um, Colin for letting me know. Good morning to Nathina. Sanya says it is on now. All right, let's get this bus going on the road. It is Monday Rewind. Y'all know what that means, right? If you've been here before. We basically go ahead and recap everything since the last show. And boy, has this been a busy weekend. Oops. Time for Monday Rewind. The Cold Heart Troops Monday Rewind show recaps the weekend's news and events so you don't miss a beat. Don't miss out. All the weekend's source, news, gossip, and, well, it wouldn't be a weekend recap show without traffic accidents, too. <laughs> Cayman Marl Road is Cayman's number one news source and has the island's hottest morning talk show. It's the hottest. Make sure you don't miss a beat with Monday Rewind. <laughs> Rewind. Tune in every Monday from 7.30 a.m. on both YouTube and Facebook. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Charm, and everybody else listening. So let's get straight to it, folks. So on Friday afternoon, um, I think most of you will remember that, um, oh gosh, Sarah says the radio has stopped again. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Oh. All right. All right. I'll have... <laughs> I'll have Chuck look into that. Maybe he needs to just sit there for a minute um, to see what's going on this morning. I'm really not sure, but I'm I'm not I'm not even touching anything. I'm just here, like don't touch anything. <laughs> so listen, uh, biggest um, story of the weekend, and we'll go through quite a number of stories today. But for Monday Rewind and Friday at two p.m., there was finally the sentencing um, for Miss. Um, uh, Hmm. Okay, Sabrina, I'm not sure why that would be. Nothing has changed. But they were um, playing, they were doing the sentencing, sorry, for Kaznik Cupid. Uh, what's her full name again? Kaznik. Um, everybody knows her as Eve, but her proper name is Kaznik Austin Cupid. Cupid. So this young lady, she's in her 30s. Um, was sentenced to 10 years, six months in prison for her role in the Tortuga robbery. And based on the comments that uh, we saw, it appears that some of you have lost your minds, <laughs> literally lost your minds. So we're going to walk through this because 
you know, we, we break down cases all the time here on this program. And I do think that it's uh, really, really important for us to do so, so that people can be aware of, um, you know, just, just what's happening in their community. And I'm always quite shocked at how little people know, especially when it comes to the judiciary. Mm, 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 mm. It's just super weird. Um, so part of my remit, I feel like, is to educate people. And I'm absolutely happy to do so. Yes. So let's get a dose of some educational tea this morning. All right. Here's the deal, folks. Um, most interestingly, this young lady, and I think we need to we need to do a little bit of a recap uh, into you know how she has come to where she is. So obviously, this young lady is uh, from Jamaica. She um, has been here for a number of years. She is married to Caymanian, and that's important because some of you are like, oh, is she going to get deported? Highly unlikely. Uh, this is what happens when you import certain caliber of individuals. The chances of them getting deported once they've married and had children, especially if the spouse is not in agreement with their deportation, is going to be an uphill battle because you guys have seen this before. There's this whole right to family life under the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And it has been argued before in a court of law. And funny enough, another person who was involved in um, a robbery, and he's now been you know, killed and he's dead, unfortunately for him, uh, Mr. Um, Ellis, uh, oh God, what is, what is his name again? Ellington, um, again, his Jamaican, uh, you know, listen, when, when you're part of the dance hall community in Jamaica, everybody has about three or four names, right? So his name was Toto British. I think you guys might remember that. But Ellington um, actually brought quite a landmark case. It's, uh, you can read all about it. I'll share the link. It's the HS, HSM attorneys at law actually handled this case for him. And it talks about the effects of Ellington versus the chief immigration officer of the Cayman Islands. So he was married multiple times here in the Cayman Islands. And he was married to, um, he's Jamaican national who was married to Caymanian. And he was also involved in a robbery. And so his wife, who was at the time, who was a Caymanian, um, obviously wanted him to remain here. And he was involved in the supermarket robbery back in uh, September of 2013. I think, was that Foster's? But anyway, he drove, he drove the getaway car. Um, so at the end of the day, when he got out, you know, the immigration department wanted to, and they did try to actually strip him of his RERC. And so he lawyered up. Y'all need to pay attention now. He lawyered up, got himself a lawyer and was successful against the Cayman Islands government, which the judge found at the time that he had a right, um, to remain in the Cayman Islands, given that he was still married to Caymanian. Keep that in mind, because we're going to circle back around to that a little bit later on. So what's the history, history with Eve High Voltage? Okay. She came on the show in, I believe it was 2019, not long after CMR actually started our podcast. So at the time, we were doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, and she came on, I think it was a Thursday episode. Now, we had spoken to her in advance of her coming on the program. 
to say, you know, essentially people had messaged us. I didn't have no, listen, I had no clue who Eve was. I didn't know anything about this woman. She is in a part of the community that um, honestly, I know nothing about. I can't profess to be a dance hall queen or a dance hall, you know, I'm not, I'm just not in that community at all, really. And so I know very, very little about it. I see some of what they post on social media and I see the flashy lifestyle. And I think, wow, this is so extraordinary that it, it blows my mind how most people in minimum wage can even afford that kind of lifestyle. But I'm like, hey, somebody paying their bills. I don't know if it's the dentist that they're borrowing $70,000 for or who, but somebody's paying somebody's bills, right? And then, well, maybe they're robbing local businesses in order to support that lifestyle. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Now, by the way, if you were expecting to not hear the truth or to have things sugarcoated this morning, this wouldn't be the program for you. So you should probably go mosey on over to Radio Cayman and listen to something else. Because I think that one of the things that is required is a no holes bar, God's honest truth, not meant to hurt your feelings. But if your feelings get hurt, then there's probably something that you need to be looking at internally. And it has nothing to do with me, right? This is my country. If you're a Caymanian and whether you were born here or you came here by a piece of paper, now you're a Caymanian and this is our country. And we have to be very cognizant and aware of what is happening in this community and also to a large extent what we are allowing in by way of riffraff. Y'all heard me, by way of riffraff. And if that insults you, then you miss the point entirely. Not everything that comes knocking at our door should we be allowing to come in. It's not going to benefit us, and this is but one example. There are numerous examples of where allowing certain people into this country does not benefit us. And listen, riffraff comes from all over the place. I see riffraff coming in from Canada, the UK, Europe, Jamaica, Honduras, every single continent in the world, we've got over 130 something nationalities. Where you're from doesn't determine whether you're riffraff or not. It's how you conduct yourself once you're in this country and how you, you know, take advantage of the, the opportunity to be here and live a relatively okay life, uh, earn a little bit of money, and you still can't sit down and behave yourself. It's like, why? Uh-huh. I see some of posting. Did y'all see that post the other day? Somebody talking about, oh, I'm coming to the Cayman Islands for a couple of weeks, whatever, and I'm homeless. This is somebody from Canada or something. I'm like, what? We don't, listen, this is the kind of foolishness that we should not be entertaining. CBC should be having her flagged so that when she shows up on that plane, oh, we heard, heard that you were homeless and you were posting on social media for some total stranger to help you find a place to stay. This is how you get yourself in trouble. And this is a woman. Next thing you know, you're going to be in some house with a total stranger. And when he sexually assaults you, then you run to the Cayman Islands and give the Cayman Islands a bad name. There's nobody in their right sense who's going to be inviting a total stranger into their home. So the people that you will attract that will see your advert and be like, oh, yes, let me allow a total stranger that I don't know into my house will be the undesirables, the same riffraffs that I'm talking about. So back in 2019, Eve came on the CMR radar when... Um, someone messaged us. It was actually multiple people say, Hey, Sandy, have you seen this woman named Eve high voltage talking about um, some plastic surgery thing? And listen, I'm like, listen, if people want to go have plastic surgery, that's their business. You got to get it sucked out, pulled up, pinched in, um, pushed out. 
uh, added on, <laughs> you know, y'all are doing it all from the lips to the butt injections to the crow's feet being corrected. I, I am not adverse to anything that you as, as adults, consenting adults want to do. And if you want to deflate or inflate your body, honestly, that is your business. But where this story got interesting, I think why people brought it to my attention was that they were saying that this wasn't really just someone who was out there getting plastic surgery. This was someone who, in fact, um, was taking advantage of the system. And what they meant by that, I eventually came to understand, is, in fact, number one, I'm just going to get the date of, of when this aired. Number one, they were saying, listen, she is actually a um, an NAU client. Now, that is the part that really made me pause. The other stuff about, oh, you know, the, the company didn't necessarily uh, give her the ability to endorse them and all this sort of stuff. I was like, listen, do I really care about any of that? Um, am I particularly bothered by her saying that she's working for some, uh, what, what's, what's the name of these people? Some... Um, some designer body people. Apparently she went to some facility when she had all her cosmetic surgery done. And um, do I really care if she's promoting for them, but they're saying, no, she's not. And, you know, it was a, it was a bag of mixed up situation. What really caught my eye was the fact that here's someone who's actually an NAU client who is out there flossing as y'all people in the streets like to say uh, this ghetto fabulous lifestyle when clearly you can't afford it. If you're an NAU, you can't afford it, okay? I don't care what you think. If you're an NAU, you cannot afford this lifestyle. And the irony of it all is it all comes back. Everything is like full circle in life sometimes, right? All of that, the lifestyle, that show, everything came back to eventually helping me in any uh, situation, any instance really, to understand how Eve ended up robbing Tortuga, how and why she felt it necessary to rob her employer. And so this is particularly interesting. So let us dial it back. I have a segment of the show here that I want you guys to listen to, because I think a lot of you may not remember this, or you know, we, we're going to just dial it back so that we have a full understanding of, of exactly what transpired. So Magdalene says, preach it. Good morning, Jasara. Uh, Louise says it makes me wonder if the government has a lawyer um, that lose every case in court, shaking my head. Well, you know, these judges, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of their decision-making processes. But yeah, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is there are certain instances, like I said, we'll come back to the Ellington case, but there are certain instances where they will find in favor of someone's ability to be able to stay here. This is precisely, precisely why. As Caymanians, one thing that y'all need to be cognizant of, because most of the riffraff, not all, are being imported in by way of these marriages of, of convenience, because they don't have anything else to bring them here. They're not qualified, you know, to really do much of anything. They'll get an occasional work permit, maybe here or there. As soon as the employers learn who they really are, they're not going to continue to renew their work permit. So what they do is they come in, they come to the Cayman Islands, they latch on to some idiot. That's what you are if you married for convenience. And, um, you know, they put themselves in a position where you can't get rid of them no matter what they do. So Scott says every nationality has riffraff, Sandy. We don't want them here. And that's absolutely right. Ms. Vernita says, tell it, Sandy. Good morning, Tracy. 
And so, you know, as we build this uh, country, we have to know the caliber of what we're wanting to build. And our own people are to blame for this. So when our own people start complaining about some of what's happening here, and I look at them, and I look at who they dragged across the borders, I'm thinking, wow, this person can't even help you, much less be of any asset to the community. And not just an asset, sometimes we just don't want y'all to be an, a, a liability. You know, maybe you don't have much to contribute, but if you can at least raise your children and not have them be a burden on us, not have them be the future criminals of tomorrow and that sort of thing, that would be enough. Like we'd be thanking you for that. But that simply isn't what's happening. We're bringing people in who are burdening this country in more ways than one, financially and otherwise. A robbery, an armed robbery is a serious offense. And so those of you who were trying to explain this away and compare this to sexual abuse, I'm going to be addressing that here in just a minute. But let's look at the original interview to put everything in context in case you missed it, because you probably did. So here's the background. Before going live, we reached out to Eve. We said, Eve, you know, we have this information that we've received. Like I said, I have never even spoken to Eve in my life before that. And I said, here's the situation. Um, do you, we're going to do a show on it. Do you want to come on? Do you want to speak on it? And Eve said yes, that she would come onto the program, that she wanted to clear her name. And then at the end of the day, all these people who were complaining about her were just a bunch of haters because apparently she has a lifestyle that all of us want to be envious of. And I was like, okay. And she wanted to set the record straight. So we had the show. Um, let me just double check the date of, of the show. I'll tell you guys what the date was. So we had the show. She was a no-show. Um, on the program, those of you who might have been watching it may remember, she did not show up until people who were listening were like, wow, Eve, this is a really sad indictment on you. Um, we think that you have some stuff that you need to answer to. Her husband was in the comment section, as well as a few of her friends. This was July the 18th of 2019. Mm -mm -mm. How many years that is? 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, almost four years to the date. It's so ironic how life is. And so, yes, she was, you know, claiming that she wanted to come and clear her name. We sat there for an hour. It was an only an hour long program at that time. And she didn't come on until people started saying, Eve, why are you not answering? If you have an explanation, if you have an excuse, something, you should be on this program seeking to clear your name. And she was not on. And so finally, she jumped up at the last minute and decided to come on. It was so last minute that apparently she didn't have her wig on. So the first few minutes of the program was her trying to fix her wig, trying to comb through the wig and, you know, get herself camera ready. And again, the live stream is still up. You guys can go and find it. But I'm going to play just a snippet of it so that you can hear exactly in her own words what she had to say at that time. Questions and I will answer them. Yes, I'm just saying if you could just let us know in your mind, how did this get started? It's just okay, because of bad-minded people? I did mute. Um, one second. I did mute Internet Explorer to stop all these other messages. Um not Internet Explorer. I don't use Internet Explorer. Google Chrome. One second. Let me just unmute Google Chrome so that we can actually hear what she's saying. Um, so we're just going to go into sound settings, uh, volume mixer, and we're going to turn it back on. All right, here we go. Ask your questions and I will answer them. 
Yes, I'm just saying if you could just let us know in your mind, how did this get started? It's just because of bad-minded people? Sorry, sorry, Eve. Hold on. I can't hear you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know why. Um... Okay. Try, try that. Try that again. I think I'm having a little bit of feedback from your system. So go ahead. No, I can't hear you. You're muted now. I don't know why it keeps... Um... Uh-oh, hold on, hold on, baby, hold on. I can't really hear you. Ooh. Um Eve, what are you doing, my dear? <laughs> we can see you yeah. and all kind of stuff. May I get them some more, idiot? Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, <laughs> my God, <laughs> Sanja, I couldn't pay you for this. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, my dear. What are you doing? I couldn't pay you for this, Sanja. May I tell you? You're coming, you're coming with the hair done, the nails done. You ready? May I come through? Goody, I come right out. All right. Okay, so tell us now, right? You're saying that this whole thing got started because of a few bad-minded people. So you think a few people just jealous, basically. I don't know why this thing keeps muting you. Oh, this is driving me crazy. Hold, Eve, hold on one second. Hold on. I All think right, I need time. Just, just one second for me. This is back in there. I'm going to fast forward it just, just a couple out. seconds here. Might here we go. Have hatred towards it. Put me around this song. I like it. All right. <laughs> my love, how far you have come. Yes. And some people might have hatred towards it because they don't understand what journalism is. Mm. And it's about provoking thought. And it is about, you know, controversy. That's what sells. Yeah. So my first instinct was when I saw this post about me and designer body. Uh -huh. I said, like, like, I couldn't pay for this because I know it was going to catch, like, fire and dry trash. You understand what I'm saying? Like one uh -huh. of the wildfires. Well, let me tell you something about designer body. Designer body is not a hospital. They don't have no right. doctor there. They don't have no surgeon there, nothing like that. And designer body do not collect money to do surgery. So that is the first mix-up of my wife to clear up. Let me say okay. it again. Designer body is not a hospital. Right. They don't have no doctors there. They don't have no surgeon there. They don't have no operating room. They don't have nothing like that. You understand? Okay. And they do not collect money for surgery because they cannot uh, perform surgery on you. Designer body cannot perform surgery on you. So, so what, is, first what, what, do they do? what does designer body do? Designer body is a promotion entity that promotes 
the, the, the finished product of doctors. That's what designer body is. Oh. So me, they must say me collect money, uh, well, collect money, sorry. And the false pretends, say me, I'm going to make people go out designer body, go have surgery. That makes sense? So when we see me just a lot of coming, you know, designer body is just a place where people go from the hospital go recover. And then when people them they recover no designer body might put up them picture and say this is you know such and such such and such. You understand? Designer body is not a hospital, so they get that out on the earth. One not even one surgeon or they not even what no doctor, nobody at all. Right. Designer body is just. All right. So for some reason, the radio audience are saying that they can't hear this, which they should be able to. I mean, it's like anything else that we play. Um, so let me just double check um, with Chuck and see why that might be. Um, because definitely you guys should be hearing this without any issues at all. It's coming through the exact same feed. So let me just double check what could potentially be going on here. Um yeah, no, there's no reason why you guys shouldn't be able to hear it. Hmm. It's strange. Uh huh. Let me just see if I can get a hold of Chuck. Um Yep, so it's being played through the computer. So all of our radio folks should be able to hear it. So I'm not really sure why, but let's continue playing it and see if uh, we can just test what's what's going on. The host, just like your yard, that's um, what designer body is. Okay, so they, so, pro they provide like post-surgical services then. They give you a place to stay, to recover. Right, so you can call it a recovery house. Them not right. for surgery, and they cannot they cannot take money from from clients. For example, like like me or anybody else, and say them I go pay a doctor for surgery. The doctor for collecting money, not designer body. So when we okay. sell these things about designer body and scamming or whatever, we say, girl, the amount of backflip me do over here, sir. because me realize say people want to know what is going on, and they are excited and them anxious and they want to know. People stop following garbage. The second thing is, I am just a promoter for, for the surgery that I had, right? Uh -huh. Who link you up for their surgery? Why? Me got through the recovery also named designer body. That's what it is. Because uh -huh. my surgeon don't even know which part designer body there. Uh -huh. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know which road, which street, which corner, which district it in, I don't know. Right. You're not I affiliated see. whatsoever. So this anybody okay. cannot collect money for from people for do surgery on them body. This you know? mm -hmm. because they are not surgeons. Them is not doctors. Them is nobody. You understand? Does a recovery house where you yeah. go lie down, you get the three meals a day, and 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 you look at hot tea and you look at practical nurse them come in and them clean you up and then check your pressure and then go about them business. Or sometimes they stay twenty four hours a night. You understand what I'm saying? Like straight through the night. This and nobody okay. collect money from nobody for surgery because they are not doctors. It is not a right. hospital. Okay. Me, you know, me come here. Let me say something more. Me come here, man, and everybody knows that my breast was 42 double D, right? And mm. them realize that I have one little just about breast now. My titty them stiff like the pyramid them down in Egypt. And the girl them get bad mind because you have some little 17, 18 year old girl with them titty nipple that touch them ankle, you know. And to them see me you now as a big woman with my picnic where I'm 16 year old, I'm titty them stiff and look good. It burn them. It burn them to them school. So they jump up on social media and you know, want to talk about me and NAU and this and that. 
And the next thing, you see the reason, I have three reasons why I come to life. Because I use yes. Sanja. Yes. Because, yeah, do a good thing. But like the, the, the provocation, it, it stirs drama and gets people to talk. But people don't understand. That's not mm -hmm. what journalism is. Yes, you understand. The second thing is, we need to come different NAU because NAU look out for my pitney. Right. NAU look out for my pitney more and not come out for NAU because NAU is doing a very good job. Let okay. me tell you something about NAU. NAU mean needs assessment unit. So you mm -hmm. saw my husband going to them job letter and him to a space slip and them do the expenditure and sister my husband shot her $500 for sending data for preschool or him shot her money for the next month lunch money there for him son they will give it to him he's scared money and his children them is scared money and any you not buy my pink and black hair or my Versace jacket on my avant them not buy that okay you understand me i say so who want chat chat about any you mommy telling us something again Uno, what about NAU is a bunch of hypocrites. This is why I say so. Uno have the bank care them and the bank house them and trust everything from bank and a job up and down and live in a big house like the son or somebody and there's nobody. Bank have standing out upon the account them. Every time when I get to pay a six dollar and four dollar I have left. And to not see me on social media with my family, with my half a bird and my, my half stick about I miss happy and look good and still live my life. Well, Uno vex about it, a bad mind about it. Una call me over and prostitute. I mean the only bad girl boy who have a husband for the last ten years. Me watching her have three and four, five different picnic for six different men. Me watching her change ten different relationships, but I still have my man. Me and him still sleep every night. We're still in love with one another. We still have one another back. I'm telling you something. When you come for my husband, you come for me. You better know that because you know how I care for that man. Mm. I'm going to tell you something, Sandra. Not for them in the bank house, they're going to collect money from any of you to pay their mortgage. Listen, you know. And they still have two and three and four bedrooms in the house rent out. And still have any of you for money. You understand what I say? Not for them, I say yeah. an executive at Scotia Bank. I don't want to call your name in any of you. I say, husband and wife work government in any of you. So I know I want to street girl according to you. I want to go over and man take or whatever you want to call me. Flubby, flubby, this, this, and that, whatever. Why me can't go there for two biscuits and two bag juice in my picnic? We don't chat too much because we own a family and friend. They are scam any of you and don't see that. But you know, see me now we are fight for my picnic then. That you know, see, right. you know, you know, see the fact that you know, family and you know, granny and so have the same also any of you are paying mortgage for rent it out to other people. When I understand me, I say I want to trust everything out of bank. When I drive two 2019 Ford truck, when I drive 2019 Lexus, and then I still there in NAU. But me, you now I have my little bicycle and my two pound of sugar and my cool leader. I'm a new burst, they don't want to come kill me. Lord have mercy. When I play a hypocrite, and it's one of some of the biggest hypocrites, but I'm just glad my company live for sure. And I said, designer body is not no surgery place. So all right. I would do is beat up on a mouth and chatter, 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 come down. Is this going to look like idiot now? Because designer body is not a hospital. They can't give you $2 a designer body. You never know. Not yeah. even $2 a they cannot give you a designer body. So all them are going to design me, I take money. Let me tell you something. I have a lot of friends that designer body. The owner is a, is a dear friend of mine. Right? Uh -huh. The next ballad one, she, uh -huh. me and she good. You understand what okay. I say? Yeah, uh -huh. and me sending some screenshot where she's me tell her I'm getting rave reviews because my breasts them look good. So we're yeah. discussing a trip to go back to DR. Let me send them down there. She said yes, no problem. And when each of the person them will send me give you a thing, I fight. I mean send back LOL. 
And the owner for this anybody text me that you know, but my WhatsApp, you know, I miss screenshot it and send it to Deb to, to you. Make you see it. The next one is yeah. the other one on him, Bridget. Send me some 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 local something like some local quote, some picture quote. I tell me say discount offer uh, um a designer body services like the the, the layers and what them do, right? Four hundred dollar doctor them I say boy not now go on because new law coming with them can the mommy make over no more. Um them only can do your breasts or them only can do your bottom, then can the mommy make over anymore, then we go to prison. So them start for do a little discount, send out the information from the doctor them. So me she texts me now and said, do something like she has to send it out. I'm say, can I post this on my social media page? And she said, yes, no problem. And it is there in the WhatsApp, everything. And these are the owners of Designer Body. These are not made up screenshots by me. Uh -huh. Another time when I post for Designer Body, I put up some black and white something. So anybody interested in the trip, can I have about six people already. Where they message me and say they're interested, whatever. And she is like, met the black and white thing now, the 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 quote I'm put up like me and say, link me up if you're not interested now, whatever. This anybody call me, which is Michelle, and say, we don't advertise like that. It have to be sexy and spicy and pretty with pretty girls and whatever. So take it down in a look good in a black and white. But go up on my page and take it down. Anyway, somebody from Kiamani has to screenshot it and send it to give Michelle and me know who I miss here. Oh, but me not calling him because I not bust nobody. Them done dead and them are still dead. Because you oh. see right now, what them do for me, them don't know, you know, them feel like so when them put fake news out about me, they don't mash up me. But yes. my rise even stronger today. Me burn up Facebook last night, me burn up Facebook. And the word, if you call a Canada now and ask about Eve, I want to Jim can tell you. And I write up from there, and I never got Canada yet. And thank you, Sandra, thank you, Pink yeah, and thank you to all the haters. I love it. We have, a, we have a few questions for you. So Ashton wants to know. Um, if we can ask you when are you going to be starting your reality show on Facebook? Oh, let's talk about that today. I got between this morning and this evening. I think I tell you about it already, Sandra. I get three cars, two from South America and one from Dominican Republic with, with some teams. I don't want to say uh -huh. TV channels because that's using a, an aggressive term loosely. But there are entities that want to fly, come here with them TV, them camera, and them mic, and whatever, and follow me through my daily life. Just because of what Kim and Malro do for me. Uh -uh. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I said to myself, I want them people think that I'm not a normal girl. Just because of the fire we created today, they must say, no man, them need that kind of attention. And they are from countries where plastic surgery is rampant. And this and that, this and that, such and such. They wanted to take me there. I tell them, say, no, I'm not left my pity them. Because when them food run out, I forgot any of you will look it. Right. All right. Here's yeah, another one. Says 450 views. Actually, we've gone up to 452 people are watching this live stream right now. And I do believe that that's a record. So trust me, you're, you're, you're broke the internet. Me, me set record anywhere me go. Yes. Them say them say me me a me a what me a or me a this and me a that. When you are poor, you see, you not live like me because everybody got to talk about your business. Me show up and boss he said me that walk on a cell box, food, me wouldn't. <laughs> and me that walk on a cell box, food, me wouldn't say so I just show up and I pan bossy. Or a smart yeah. way I don't a corner. Or a smart one they everywhere with them husband and I show them family life and I, I respect and I worship them family life and, and, and family and kids. All of my people and my husband like me. Let me tell you something. My father-in-law, grandfather-in-law called me one night. 
when may I get ready for God? Well, it's about nine years ago. I said, stay home with my grandson. Stay home with my grandson because every night my ears say, you dip on the road apart. Stay home with, the grandson, with my grandson. And I saw me end up getting my son when he was a bulldozer. Because I stay home with my husband and start to make it pump in love with him and something and grow the marriage. I saw me get my son. You understand? Yes. I said, Sandra, the, sec uh -huh. the second thing is, me as a girl, I always I try. Always, always I try. I never give up. Never, ever give up. So right now, you know, when them I go mad, when they see the TV crew come off, I came an area, our British areas, I believe, come from the side of the world. Come because of me. I didn't tell them I go mad. Them I go say, me scam them for come here. Mm. Another thing, Mackerel Show, I promote, me I promote Mackerel Show. And Mackerel is going to be here in live and living colors. Diana Sandra. And the last day when I was there, and me and them in a, the, the shuttle van, I eat one bucket of KFC together. And the next one, I asked the next one, say, make your husband the one adds me, because a girl, the boyfriend must want artist a foreign. All right. So I think that you guys um, more or less get an idea of, of that conversation. Some key points to take away is she said, in her own words, um, you know, that obviously people are jealous of her and this is why people had brought this story to us. She also said that as it relates to NAU, that her children are Caymanian children. And so therefore NAU must take care of them. That's NAU's job. And essentially what she does with her money is none of NAU's uh, concern. So she wants to go out there and spend money on um, her hair, by the pound, as she said, weave, whatever, that's on her. If she wants to buy wigs, if she wants to get plastic surgery, she can do that. And that is not any of NAU's business. I think that that really is not quite how it works. And from an NAU perspective, you could understand if they think that people are out there believing that, that they should want to set the record straight. So fast forward, um, you know, that was that interview. Uh, at some point, something came up about her friend, another Dolly something or another um, in that same community, borrowing over $70,000 from um, some dental guy. When we put that story up, for some reason, um, I think CC might remember Steve, uh, Eve, not Steve. <laughs> she might come out of prison as Steve, but she's Eve. Um, you know, had a lot to say about it and, you know, getting all up, up, all up in her feelings about the situation. So at some point in early February, mid-February of 2020, there was a Tortuga robbery that occurred. Now, when the Tortuga robbery happened, I remember it happening. I can't remember what day of the week. I, think, I feel like it was a Friday or Saturday night. The robbery happened. Of course, people are sending me, oh, my gosh, Tortuga just got robbed. I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Armed robbery at Tortuga, blah, blah, blah. All right. Reported the initial story. Never heard anything about it again. You know, we just sitting here sipping her tea as we do every single day. Then one afternoon, someone sent me a video saying, oh, look, this girl is getting arrested for the Tortuga robbery. Look at who it is. And I was like, who is this? And the person who actually sent me the video is listening right now. I'm not going to say who that is. Her lawyer tried asking in court who it was. And you guys know we don't reveal sources because she's always maintained this narrative that it was released um, or somebody from Tortuga management was recording and it was either that or the police. Her story keeps changing. One thing I know for sure is this young lady is a pathological liar and a narcissist without a doubt. Those two things I can confidently say as someone who sat and watched her trial. Okay. 
So um, she had this narrative. When I received the video, I didn't even know who it was. I'm like, who is this? And they're like, you don't recognize this girl, Eve? Remember the one who came on your show, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, okay. Wow, she was involved in an armed robbery? I couldn't even believe my ears. I was like, what the hell? As it goes, we reported that she had been arrested. CID went. They had multiple officers. Uh, she claimed in response to that when she was let out of police custody that she had been arrested for a traffic ticket. Now, like I, I just told you all, she's a pathological liar, right? So if pathological liar had a face, it would be Eve High Voltage. This woman would lie the 2,000 plus year robe off of Jesus. She would lie baby Jesus out of the cradle. I mean, it is shocking how delusional she is and how much she lies. And one of the tactics that she uses is to try to keep the spotlight on other people. So because we have been, and I have been reporting on her, her tactic is even up to yesterday, she was posting, she's supposed to be in jail, but someone has access to her Facebook account and they're posting on her behalf. Um, and so once again, she's posting about me and how I have some kind of hard on for her. You know what I have a hard on for? People, regardless of who it is, coming to this country, uh, bringing their criminal behavior and ways to this country and tearing this country down. That's what I have a hard on for. I don't have a hard on for you, honey child. She go on telling people I'm jealous of her. Um, help me, help me understand the logic behind this. What is it that I have to be jealous of? Do, do we really need to go down that rabbit hole and break it down? Is it because you're an NAU client? I'm jealous of that lifestyle. I don't aspire to be an NAU client no day of the week. Mm -hmm. Is it because you're out every single weekend partying when you really can't afford it? I don't aspire to that lifestyle either. And I could probably afford it a little bit more than you. And I don't do that. That's not, to me, that's a complete waste of money. I aspire to having a tailor. This is what she said in court. She has her own tailor who custom makes her suits. No, honey child, I'm good with my TJ Maxx outfit. You know, like my shirt today, TJ Maxx special. Thank you very much. I bargain shop. I ain't got no money to waste. You know, the things that she does and that maybe she thinks other people are jealous, jealous of, I don't really know, is not something that um, people with good common sense would want to aspire to. So, Andrea, we know we're near finished with this topic because y'all defending this behavior on Friday talking about how did she get 10 years? Oh, this is so horrible. It's not horrible. It's the norm. So how she got 10 years, I want to break it down and let you know what the judge had to consider. So you guys were not, despite my best efforts to keep you informed, you clearly were not following the case. During her trial, this is a woman who up until this day refuses to admit her role. And I tell you, the court will take mercy on your soul when you just admit it. Admit what you did, right? They will knock off at least a little three, four years for early guilty plea. And she refused to do that. And up to this day, she still has not pled guilty. She is still blaming other people. She claims that I set her up. Don't ask how, but I supposedly set her up with a Tortuga robbery. This woman stood on the stand and lied so much that some of the lawyers you know, after the trial, we're talking they're like, wow, they have handled cases all over the place in Jamaica and they've never seen a situation like this. 
where someone is just sitting there when she was asked a question by the prosecution, she had to close her eyes and think so hard about the response that her lips would be moving to try to figure out what was actually going to come out of them. That's no lie. It was the most bizarre thing. And I have seen some trials. This was the most bizarre trial I have ever seen. Everything was a lie. The prosecution's like, hold on. You had two police interviews about this robbery. In her police interview, she's sitting there telling the police, oh, you think you're smarter than me, don't you? And the police were like, did you go anywhere that night? No, I mean, if I went nowhere, me stay home with my picnic. Like, like, every Friday night, I'm home with my picnic. And I'm like, who is she lying? I mean, I mean, all you got to do is look on social media. This is not a woman who stays home with any children. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday's boat cruise. She's telling the police that every Friday night, she stays home with her children. Now, listen, in any situation like this, as a community, um, we, <laughs> Anthony says, crack those sound effects. As a community, we believe, and this is where y'all need to wake up, that women are not capable of being serious criminal offenders. And they are. Some of them are. Some of them will murder you. They will rob you. They will do the most just like their male counterparts. We see women as, oh, they're so maternal. They're so sweet. They're so this. Not every woman fits the bill. And so it would be nice if she was actually staying home with her children. And we all feel sorry now for the predicament that she has placed her own children is. But let's us be very honest. Her children might actually be better off without her. They might have more stability in their lives. I mean, I don't know if the father is going to be able to step up to the plate. It could look like he's still out partying without her. But he might actually be able to step up to the plate and actually try to stay home and raise those children now instead of out in these streets 24-7. So, yeah, no child wants to grow up without their mother. But I can tell you that sometimes that might actually be the better situation. When your mother is not actually all that helpful to you in life. And might be putting you in a worse predicament, hanging out with obviously some other criminal elements like herself. So she lied her way through the trial. Um, first, she had a jury trial, then that got vacated. Um, she claims that, oh, we were talking about the, the case too much. And the, and the judge said, you know what? So that this doesn't turn into appeal, an appeal, throw it out, start all over. Second time, round two, she decided to go with judge alone. And the judge alone was a Jamaican lady by the name of Justice, um, she's a visiting judge, Justice McDonald Bishop. And she delivered her verdict of guilty months ago. And then on Friday, she sentenced her to 10 years and six months. Now, for those of you who believe that this sentence is unjust, right? I want to remind you that this is not the first time a woman has been sentenced to a number of years for, and let's go ahead and, and show a few pictures here of the mother who claims that she's home every single Friday night. Right? Um, to be quite frank, there was a young lady by the name of Christine Ray Smith who was involved in a robbery at a local beauty salon. Christine is a Caymanian mother, and she received a 12-year sentence. So when I saw your comments like, oh, this is not right. Child molesters don't get this and that, 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 that. I'm like, listen, you need to ensure that you are comparing 
case to case. Armed robbery is considered a very serious offense. And had you read the article, you would see the things that the judge took into consideration, why she got 10 years. And in fact, nine years is the starting point for an armed robbery. So she didn't really get as much as she could have gotten because I think the range is between nine to 15 years. So she didn't even get, it might've been nine to 12 years, but the bottom line is she didn't get the high end of this at all. She could have gotten more. The judge took some sort of mercy on her. And one of the reasons the judge took a little bit of mercy on her is because she has what she says is a special needs child, even sadder. So when judges decide to sentence, they have to look at a number of different things, right? They look at what they call mitigating factors and aggravating factors. So the aggravating factors, folks, let me just break it down for you, are the things that make it worse for you in layman's terms. So some of the aggravating factors, it was an armed robbery. She was in a position of trust. In other words, she worked for Tortuga. This was her employer. During the evidence in the trial, it was demonstrated that she took photos and videos of the interior of the business to be able to send to the robbers. She lied about that too. I forget what lie that was, but it didn't even make any sense. The lie was like, what? Why would you be taking photos and sending it to people of the interior of your workplace? Must be decorating her house to look like the liquor store. It's like, no, this was all a setup. She was the mastermind behind this entire thing. It was a commercial robbery. So in other words, when you rob a place of business, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. The judge said, listen, it wasn't the most sophisticated robbery because despite her thinking she's so smart, she actually isn't all that brilliant, right? But she did it at a time when she knew there would be workers at the business and not just workers, but customers and other people in that plaza. That is a really dangerous situation because somebody else could have gotten killed or hurt or whatever in the process of the commission of this robbery. So the judge has to categorize as in all cases before sentencing, what it's going to be in terms of culpability and harm. So in this particular case, she came to conclusion that it was a 2A um, categorization. The use of knives that were not concealed. Her co-accused, Richard Nash, held a knife out at one of the victims as she, attended to, as she attempted to run and she fell. The judge accepted that these knives were used to threaten violence. She said there was no exceptional circumstances why the two of them were not going to jail. She did give her six months off um, for the child, but she also said, you know, this is a mother who her first consideration should have been her own children. And now it's not for the court to give her a lot of credit off for that when she herself put herself in this situation and refuses to admit any culpability even now. One of the things that weighed heavily on the judge's mind was the fact that she was in a position of trust. She said this was a weighty, aggravating factor because she knew all of the ins and outs. She knew her coworkers could potentially be in harm's way. And here's the thing about it, folks. This is, this is very, very simple uh, crime 101. When you go to rob someone, 
in the commission of a robbery. There's a lot that can go wrong. And that's why, you know, the judges don't really play around with this. Someone can easily lose their life. Look at the, look at the prison, um, the retired prison officer. That was a robbery gone bad. But because you go armed with a knife or a firearm, it is a lot easier for people to get seriously harmed or to lose their life. And that's why when it is an armed robbery, you're going away for nine years plus. The courts and the sentencing guidelines dictate that that's what it should be. So I don't want y'all to get it confused and get it mixed up. And I'm going to talk about the child abuse situation here in a minute. But she got within the range of an armed robbery. And she got exactly what she deserved. Her co-accused got even more time than her. Because when he was committing the robbery... He went as far as kicking the poor woman when she was down on the ground, kicking her in her face. That woman to this day suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. I've seen her take the stand and she literally just burst out crying every single time she had to testify. And that wasn't the end of it. After all of this went down, after the police were able to pull CCTV footage, trace the car back to her. Eve actually did a number of things to try to cover up the commission of the crime. She sold the vehicle to somebody else. Tried to put the, the doubt on them, like ask them where they were that night. Really? You can sell the vehicle to someone and then that person don't know nothing about your going on and your shenanigans. And then you're going to try to throw them under the bus and make the police go and talk to them. But she, again, not really bright because the dates that she sold the car and all that, you know, police could trace all that back. She went into the grocery store on the night of the robbery beforehand and bought the gloves. First went in and spent her NAU coupon or card on diapers, baby formula, and whatever, a few other things. Then went back to get the gloves and managed to find cash and paid for those. Praise the Lord that uh, Foster's has some beautiful, absolutely gorgeous security cameras that were very, very clear. Because she was telling the police she didn't go anywhere that night. And when they showed her the Foster's footage, they're like, are you sure? That's not you? Sure looks like you. Then all of a sudden she had epiphany. Oh, Oh, yeah, I went to the grocery store and then I went right back home. Okay, but we have footage showing you turning the opposite direction of your home out of Foster's. Why would you go that direction? Oh, I could go an alternate route. Okay, but then you're passing the Kimpton. Your house is in West Bay, not past the Kimpton. Can you explain why you were down here? Oh, I was going to a beach party where I was the chef for the night and I was doing the cooking. She, she fabricated this entire story on the stand that at the time of her initial two police interviews, she told the police she couldn't remember anything, that she was home at her kids, home with the kids. And then on the stand, her, her memory came back with such a vengeance that she could even tell you what was on the menu that night at this supposed beach party that she couldn't rem really remember where on the beach it was. No, no other witnesses to put her at this beach party, nothing. Then she had her friend, Vicky McGaw, get on the stand and lie for her. I'm surprised they haven't charged her with perjury. 
about where she was and what happened that night because she didn't even have phone credit. She had to call message Vicky to oh, have the robber call me and tell him to meet me at this location on the beach right across from where the robbery took place. But she, cl she claimed she was down by the Kimpton at a party. How do you guys justify questioning whether or not her 10-year sentence was enough, was too much? In fact, the judge said, compared to her co-accused, she's a relatively intelligent person and she tried to use her brain. The judge even went as far as saying to Mr. Nash that, listen, you don't read very well, basically saying you're a little bit of a dummy. And you allowed this woman who's older than you, he's only 24 years old, to manipulate you. She was the mastermind here. And to get you involved in this situation. So you need to, now that you're going to be in jail for a good time, you need to focus on using the available reading programs that are, that are there in prison. So she told him, use your prison time, told both of them, use your prison time wisely and ensure that you learn how to read before you come out. Because when they deport you, you might have a chance back in Jamaica. Now, it's so ironic that um, she gave Mr. Nash no credit whatsoever for him being a young father. And she said that was because, you know, he's not even taking care of the child. He has no custody of the child. So that's no consideration. Eve got six months off because of her special needs child. But then she also said, listen, you've got a husband who's now going to have to work and take care of your children because of your decision. Kicking the poor woman when she was on the ground, the judge says, was unwarranted, cruel, and degrading. Gratuitous violence was the term that she used to describe what he did to the sales clerk. She said that he was impressionable and could have been guided by the older Nash to not commit the crime, but instead as the mastermind of this, she was a driving force. The words that the judge used to describe her, conniving nature. She said robbery of a commercial establishment when intended physical harm done is a serious offense that warrants imprisonment. She went on to describe him as easy prey and that she was shrewd, manipulative. She was a shrewd, manipulative young woman. 10 years, folks, and she won't be serving all of that. Y'all know they get a discount. They only serve 60% of their sentence. So she'll be out in two twos. Is fair. It's a fair sentence. And the judge did not do anything wrong. She followed the law. And in fact, she said to them, I did what I could do. So it wasn't excessive. And obviously, if the starting point is nine years and she only got 10 years and six months, then she did a okay. It's crazy how we want to excuse certain behavior that really and truly is just deplorable. Now, those of you who are jumping in on the comment section talking about child abuse, let me be very, very clear. Child molesters should get a life sentence. I make no qualms about feeling that that is the most egregious of all offenses, all right? And one of the interesting things that the judge said in this case at the opening part of her sentence, she said, you know, in some jurisdictions, robbery gets you 25 years to life. 
So y'all lucky that that isn't came out for armed robbery. I think child abuse should be 25 years of life, but do not confuse the two issues. These are two very, very separate things. So you can't justify her behavior or the behavior of her co-accused and question the sentence that they got, which was completely fair by trying to compare it to what happens with child molesters. Have your MPs, every single one of you, should be lobbying your MPs to do something about th that entire set of legislation. And once again, it is very, very confusing because you have different types of sexual crimes against children. If they're touched, if they're rubbed up against, obviously that's a lesser offense. And those people will just get a couple years. It's not necessarily uh, penetration or rape. So you need to ask your MPs to revisit all of the sexual crimes, particularly those against children, and look to increase every single one of the sentences. It has been too long that our MPs from the PAC government to the pro uh, progressives to whoever was in there before, who have not ever looked at reforming the sentencing guidelines. Uh, because listen, if, you, if it doesn't specify it in the books, then they use the guidelines available to them. And the judges go off of the guidelines. So if you want something to be done about it, you need to talk to your MPs about let us increase what will happen to people who commit these particular offenses. But that has nothing to do with an armed robbery. So don't confuse the two because all it does is muddles the water and it's like a convenient excuse for you to try to say, oh, she didn't get enough. She got too much of a sentence. Saw Sweet says, how much did Nash got? He got 12 years and six months. So he got the high end of um, the sentencing again because she saw an additional culpable um, or aggravating factory in his part was the fact that he actually assaulted one of the sales clerks, which was very, very unfortunate. So, you know, I, I really hope that whatever happens here, that she will, number one, stay off of social media because despite her still being in jail and being incarcerated, she seems to have enough time to be writing these messages for people to post on social media. And she's tra still trying to maintain this facade. You know, she's one of those people that in six years, she's going to come out and claim that she was off getting her PhD. And there'll be some of you who are fool enough to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, she was she was at the at the University of Fairbanks working in her doctorate and scamming people or something. I mean, you guys are just so ridiculous when it comes to the foolishness that you're going to um, engage other people with. Now, I feel for the husband because everybody has said, listen, he seems to be a really nice guy, maybe not the sharpest. And again, I think that she purposely picks people around her who she thinks she's smarter than so that she can manipulate them and get them to just fall in line. But by all accounts, Fetty's a really good, decent guy who has given up his entire family, alienated himself from his family to be with Eve. She's cut him off so that she was the only person he had. Imagine how that must feel.
And so now that he's going to be alone with these children, you know, I can only hope that his family will just let bygones be bygones for the sake of the children will step up and assist him in some way. Cause he's going to need the help. It's hard being a single parent of two children, especially if one child has any sort of special needs. And so every single person who's like, Oh, she got such a tough sentence. All of y'all that say you're her friends and you're the dance hall Queens of Cayman and whatever you need to step up to the plate and be willing to help her husband to raise these children. This should be some sort of a community effort and it should be her community of people who party with her and who are friends with her. Y'all should step up and try to help with these children. So I think he's, you know, I guess holding down a job. I'm, I'm sure they're still having to rely on NAU assistance. And if that's required to, to keep the children in good stead, then of course you can understand why that would be necessary at this time in particular. So, you know, reach out to him. I'm sure he would appreciate the help and the support. But I also want to encourage him to, man, step back from this lifestyle. Every weekend going out and posting it all over social media, you're trying to, your identity is tied into hanging out with people who you're all competing or who can have the biggest fake Gucci belt, who can have the fake Fendi outfits. Does it, does any of that really matter? Right? You've got children that need you present to be there for them. Not going out on Friday nights, Saturday night, and then a boat cruise on Sunday. I wish him all the best of luck. And uh, I hope that we don't hear anything more about Eve for the next at least six years that she's incarcerated for. And that we can just leave it at that. So, so Too Sweet says her husband's commanding and her kids are. So the husband is the one that does that application for NAU. Well, she physically is the one who goes there and sits there and actually does it. Um, and again, she's married to him. So of course the law is, you know, it's uh, the commandant and children and her spouse. So she's the one that people would actually see sitting at NAU. Marshall says, that's what happens when you're not so bright. You can be fooled by people like her. And he being young and greedy, he fell for it and now serve your time behind bars. That's pretty much, you know, what the judge said. And it was an unfortunate situation. You could tell that the judge was kind of like, you know, she's the driving force behind this. But yet she ends up getting less time than the muscle man, so to speak. Yes, Jasara, thank you for this. The other thing that added to Nash's time, thank you, Jasara, for reminding me, is that he actually had another conviction already during this period of time when he was, when he was, listen to this craziness, when he was on bail for the robbery, he actually wounded a guy. So he stabbed a Caymanian. See what um, Jasara says, y'all forget that Nash stabbed a Caymanian also and run around busting gunshots. He got what he deserved, period. So yeah, I mean, I'm not feeling sorry for him. And thankfully he can be deported. I mean, that's the good thing about him is he should be facing a deportation order at the end of his sentence. We can't necessarily say the same for her. She will be here. And so, you know, how that manifests itself after all these years of her being behind bars, I guess we'll see. But the delusion, delusional world in which she lives in, where she refuses to even now accept any culpability really makes me feel 
Like nothing will change when she gets out. She's going to come out lying about the PhD from Fairbanks. Y'all going to engage her every single time she has somebody posting on her Facebook about how fabulous her life is in jail. You know, she came to court the other day. She's still wearing her weave, still bleaching. Still, It's like, girl, humble yourself. Sometimes you need to admit, I have fallen short. I need to ask for forgiveness. Poor Mr. Hamity was so upset. When these people robbed his, and he said that it really hurt him before he died to know that he's giving people opportunities who a lot of other people would not hire. And he's giving them an opportunity. And at the end of the day, those same people are the ones who come in and rob and do the most to hurt small businesses. It's, it's sad. It is very, very sad. I mean, if you're a small business, you have to know how incredibly detrimental it is when people come into your business and rob and steal from you. And it's not just about the money because literally they got a couple thousand dollars. It's about your staff, the trauma that your staff have endured. Right? The breach of security, the breach of trust. Your customers could have gotten injured. There's just so much more involved in it. Um... Jonathan says that Eve must have had one hell of an apple. <laughs> Debbie says the law needs to change. If you commit a crime here, you should be deported. Whether you're married to Caymanian or not, status should be revoked. Well, to be fair to immigration, they try to do it. But what ends up happening is that Bill of Rights, remember when y'all signed on to this constitution, that Bill of Rights that gives you the right to family life is an argument that continues to work. So I'm going to share this link because you guys can go and read this. But what the court said in relation to the Ellington case is that basically you have a right. So this was the conclusion in that case. It says the case of Ellington may very well prove to be an important, as important as the cases of Rasgar and Hung, I don't know who those were, in the United Kingdom. The Grand Court has confirmed that Section 9 of the Bill of Rights is engaged in the consideration of RERC applications, and therefore decision makers will have to now consider Section 9, and a failure to do so will likely lead to their decisions being overturned in the courts. Now, I want to be very clear about what this is actually saying. It doesn't necessarily say that someone who is married to Caymanian cannot be deported. But what it does say is you have to consider the implications of Section 9, which is this right to family life of the Bill of Rights. And what the Immigration Appeals Tribunal and the Cayman Residency uh, Board, what they were doing is they weren't considering it at all. So nowhere was it present in their decision that, okay, we looked at this, and here's why we decided that the person should still be um, deported. So it goes on to say it remains to be seen whether or not Ellington will have the same effect as those two UK cases, as no doubt the Department of, of Work and the board will try and argue that the Ellington case only applies to a small minority of cases. However, the decision of Ellington should not be minimized. And for the first time, the Grand Court has confirmed that Section 9 considerations apply to immigration decisions 
and it is suspected that this will not be the last time that the Grand Court is required to rule on such matters. So, you know, you've got to be careful who you put on these tribunals and they must understand. RERC applications. Now, it becomes much more difficult when you have the Caymanian spouse actually still supporting the person staying here. So remember with Alto um, Stevenson, it was sort of the same thing where Sadani wanted him to remain in the Cayman Islands. Well, eventually cabinet was able to get rid of him. Thank the Lord. That's another child molester we didn't need lurking around the place, grooming little girls, talking about he's a coach. But you see the audacity of someone like him? He was, oh, he's going to sue the, um, what, what's the name of the, um, the athletic association? He was prepared to sue them. She had him living in her house right here in Savannah. Sanya says, no sympathy for uh, th for theft. You can steal, you can do the time, living bigger than you can afford. My sympathies with the kids. They're the innocent party who their mother did not consider. You speak the truth, Sandy. And it is really sad that all of this was about, again, her living above her means. The flossing couldn't be kept up with. She was constantly borrowing money from people in order to pay for her lifestyle. And what happened that weekend is she had borrowed money from a friend yet again and hadn't paid it back. And the friend was coming to repossess her car, which she had used as collateral. So she was being pressed the very night as she was conducting the robbery. Her friend was messaging her, where is my money? You owe me this eight, $900. Where is my money? Where's my money? If you don't pay me, I'm going to come and take your car. And of course, the family car is the only transportation to get the kids up and down and whatever. Uh, Roni says, good morning, Miss Sandy. Keep preaching. I hope the people wake up and see what you're saying. Well, you know, if they don't, um, we will all be, uh, you know, suffering as a result. Charlene says, good morning, Sandra, keeping it real and some can't accept it. Oh, well, well, you know what we say to that. Miss Sophia, Sophia says she's talking the truth. A lot of people getting help who don't need it. When you have some poor Caymanians that work off themselves to sickness, any of you gives a hard time, but will give to friends and family faster than they drinking, what? faster than they driving bank loans and living in bank loans houses. Yeah, but I mean, she might be telling the truth about that, Sophia, but let us be very, very um, honest here. She was also taking advantage of the system. So her pointing out the hypocrisy of other people taking advantage of the NAU system doesn't mean that she wasn't doing it either. I'm sorry. If you can afford any degree of weave, plastic surgery, whatever, uh, NAU needs to be looking at your application very, very carefully. And let me just say this for the record, right? Because some of y'all have the worst fiscal management in the world. Okay, and you, you look at people and you don't know people's lifestyle and you don't know anything about people. And this is where you have to be cautious. So I say, listen, anybody can, can look at the outward appearance and think you know a thing or two, right? So people might be looking at me, oh, well, Sandy's driving a nice car. She lives in a nice big house, but guess what? There are things that I don't spend money on. I don't go out drinking on a Friday night, a Saturday or a Sunday to spend hundreds of dollars over the weekend on partying. Because you always have to have a different outfit. You don't want your friends to see you flossing in the same outfit you've worn more than once. So even if it's knockoff merchandise, 
You're still paying hundreds of dollars a week just to dress up, get hair done, get makeup done, drinking. These boat crews, $35, $40, Tell me, you, you styling VIP and all this kind of foolishness, and you cannot afford to do it. I was saying to the lady at the salon the other day, I said, child, you don't see me look, look, look at my hair. Just be looking so jacked up most days. I just pull it back. I don't go out there getting no nails and tips and this and that. I'm like, you know, I kind of do the bare minimum. You know, you can't be looking too rough around the edges because you won't be able to keep a man or get a man. That's fine. <laughs> but at the same time, there are a lot of things I feel like people are wasting money on that quite honestly, it's like, why? Who are you trying to impress? Because those people in the streets don't care. The day that you're homeless and they kick you out and you have no mortgage, they're not coming to help you pay the mortgage. Caymanian problems says these, these kind of people end up in Bellevue. Um, you won't have to worry about deportation. Six years in prison is six years in prison. You have to be mentally strong to endure. Oh, she'll be fine. Shut please. I know y'all cannot be worried about her mental capacity because she lives in a fantasy world. It's much easier to survive anything when your world isn't based on reality. When you just pretend your way right through. I need some of that brain power, child. Marshall says the rights of family life should um, come at stipulations. Like if someone commits crimes, such as serious offenses, rape, robbery, and murder, then you should be deported. Well, it is a very broad right in the Bill of Rights. But I think the most important thing is anytime the um, immigration people who deal with that section have to consider whether or not they're going to strip somebody, they have to show in writing where they have at the very minimum considered it and what they considered and why they still came to that same decision. So for example, if your spouse is from Jamaica and you can get a Jamaican passport and you and your children can move there, immigration you know, board can say, listen, they have the option of living elsewhere with the family. It's not like they don't have somewhere else to go. So in the case of Atto Stevens as a prime example, he's from, where is he from, Trinidad? So he has a Trinidad passport and he was an American citizen. And his wife, Sedoni, had American papers. So they're like, she could easily go to multiple jurisdictions to maintain their right to family life. Cayman was not the only option. So that was one of the things that worked against him is he had the option to go elsewhere. Andrea says, I can't afford to maintain hot girl lifestyle. So I don't go boat cruise or fish, fish fries as I don't fit it, fit in. I mean, you just have to be honest with yourself, right? And if you can't afford it, you just can't afford it. Not B says they need to fix the loopholes. Even our own who commit a crime, who serve any length of time, cannot travel as without a clean police record to obtain a visa. So why can't we deport them? The U.S. and U.K. do. Yeah. I mean, this is this is something that, again, uh, when that that co constitution, the new constitution, 2009, was passed and this right to family life was introduced, maybe they weren't looking at all of the implications. But I think it is something that can definitely be um, looked into. And believe me, you, the UK will deport you. Right now, they're deporting criminals left, right, and center who've been in the UK for years. Some of them know no other life. They went from Jamaica as children. And guess what? The UK is saying they don't care. Bye-bye. You still got to go. When you get out of jail or whatever, they put you in that plane and send you back. 
to a country that they know nothing about and they haven't seen since they were five years old and have no, no family that they even know. And the UK don't care. Aliano says, trust me, people, this mindset, they're destroying the poor, like they're giving the rich the middle finger, but sinking faster than they can see prosperity. Tracy, good morning. She says, people won't remember you for the car that you drove or the clothes that you wore, but the way that you treated them. Impress them with kindness, not how you dress, full stop. Absolutely. Anyway, folks, uh, we wish her all the best of luck. We wish the children and the father all the best of luck, like I said. I'm hopeful that the family can step up to the plate and assist um, as needed. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to change gears and talk about politics. What on earth is going on with Dr. Newton? This sounds like another hot mess of a situation. Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services, can't figure out VPNs, and constantly missing your favorite TV shows? No access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roque, Cayman's streaming pros. We put you back in the driver's seat right in front of your TV. Call 926-1213 or message WhatsApp TV. Roque is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions may apply. Hey, look here. You looking for something to do, huh? Are you looking for something to do with friends and family? How about a private boat trip? Enjoy popular locations like Stingray City, Starfish Point, Rum Point, or Kaibo on a trip with WG Charters. Private boating is only $400 CI or $500 US. Take him or her out on an evening date and cruise around the North Sound for that beautiful sunset or romantic night cruise for only $300. Visit WGCharters.com or look for WG Charters on Facebook, Instagram, or WhatsApp 345-923-1741. WG Charters. My choice. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back to the program. So just a couple of comments that have come in via um, WhatsApp. So someone says, do not forget the HSM is also now defending people even when immigration revokes their paperwork and grounds that they have been proven. Well, HSM seems to be the law firm of choice uh, when it comes to some of these immigration things, which is very, very interesting. Another person says, most people with money don't be flossing. Uh, most times you can't even tell that they have money. Some people are so dumb AF. So I go to NAU to demand benefits for my Caymanian children. Um, I could sure use some free up cash, not for flossing though. Um, okay. I don't know what this message is about. So um, thank you so much for those additional comments. There's something that's going on in East End this morning. Someone sent us some video footage and they say that they don't know what's going on. But um, this was, there's on the back road, two fire trucks and about four police vehicles in the area that they raided a while back. So the police are there again this morning. Wow. Let me just... Uh, Pull this up so that we can show you guys what's going on. Lots of police action. So first of all, 
those of you who went out this weekend drinking, um, you must have had a really good time because all I can tell you is every single one of you pretty much lost your wallets. It was shocking how many wallets were lost over the weekend. I mean, I was like, on Saturday alone, we posted over four lost wallets, phones, IDs, driver's license. I'm like, were y'all drinking something special on, on uh, Friday night to have lost all this stuff? Thankfully, we have so many amazingly honest people who stepped up to the, the um, plate and um, and really, you know, did a great job with ensuring that your wallets were returned to you. So thank you for all the honest people. So someone said that they heard it was a house fire on John McLean Drive. Seems like a lot of police for a house fire though. Sounds a little bit weird. Um, okay, well, we'll keep an ear out and see if we can find out a bit more about that. Okay, so congratulations to Leadership Cayman who raised over $30,000 for the Boys to Men program. This is a fantastic program ran by the board, which includes um, uh, Pastor Murray. He's also a teacher at John Gray High School, works tirelessly with uh, these young men to try to transition them from being boys to men. Louise says, does immigration even have a lawyer? Well, they're a government department or agency. I think they're still considered department. So they would have available to them the folks over at the um, Solicitor General's office. So that would be Sam Bulgin in his office. And trust me, they have lost some cases quite spectacularly. So whether or not they have the best lawyers, I don't know. But they also use our money, the people's money, to hire QCs all the time. So they bring in experts and they still end up losing a lot of cases. Salvin says maybe the drinking bills were too high. And so that was the default excuse, lost my wallet. Well, they legit lost them because people were finding them. And they're like, hey, I found this wallet. No less than four. Uh, Luis is wondering if maybe somebody pickpocketing. I don't, I don't think so. Because a lot of the wallets were still found intact with money and everything in them. So I think people were just a little bit careless. What about all these traffic accidents as well? Well, let's see if we have time to get to that here in a second, because I do want to switch to talk about the situation with the chief medical officer um, threatening to resign over what she says is disrespectful treatment. Now, this is a hot mess of a situation. I got to be honest with you. So the story goes that during um, caucus last Tuesday, I think caucus is on Tuesday, right? So caucus is where um, the entire government members, not, not the non-governments, there's all the PAC members who wish to attend. They kind of have weekly meetings to see you know, where the government is going. They discuss what's on the government's agenda, what they're working on. I guess air any concerns that the individual MPs who are part of the PAC government may have, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I, I have heard that sometimes these meetings are like what you did when you were in middle school. The second the teacher leaves the room, there is fighting and all sorts of issues. Mm -mm -mm. And it's something that unfortunately is going to really reflect poorly on this government. 
lots of infighting and misbehavior going on. Too much testosterone in the room, that I am sure of. This is why you as voters really need to think about height. You need to vote in more women. There's a good reason why women make excellent leaders. So, you know, despite, um, I guess, the premier doing his best to keep, it, to keep them all together and keep them on the same page, sometimes they get a little bit unruly. So what apparently has happened is they were... Um, you know, there are people in this government who want all the restrictions to, to just fall away now. They're like, okay, we've had enough. Just get rid of everything. Just open the borders. We don't care anymore. Everybody else is doing it as a logic. And of course, from the perspective of Dr. Newton, she's like, you know, our approach has always been not to follow what everybody else is doing. We've take, taken a very measured approach. We have said as a country that we are very, very concerned about our limited resources as a small island nation. And if we get inundated, we only have so many hospital beds, we only, you know, there's capacity limits. Not to mention that if you had 150 people in this country die from COVID, you would be having a very different discussion, a very different situation on your hands. Now, mind you, it's so ironic because I have people saying to me that, oh, all of their, all of their elderly people in the BRAC have died. And I'm like, all? There's literally only been like two, but that's how people feel because the bracket is so small. Two people die and all of a sudden it's like a ca catastrophic thing. Like, oh my God. So that is why the government has taken the approach, even the previous government, that we do have an elderly population. We have a real good number of elderly people who are extreme risk for something like COVID. And we were going to take whatever precautions necessary to try to protect people. Now, to be fair, yes, the U.S. has just gotten away with PCR testing. And um, quite frankly, you know, the world is trying to move on. But that doesn't mean that COVID has disappeared. And it certainly does not mean that there are people who are still not dying. You go and you look at your COVID health news any day of the week. And you start to see long-haul COVID is in the news. Over the last couple of days, they've been saying that the research is showing that the Omicron variant is less likely to cause long-haul COVID. That's a good thing. Now there's a connection between COVID-19 being responsible for the outbreak of hepatitis in children in the UK. So that's another concern. They're still doing some research there. So it's not like COVID has disappeared. People are still dying, very much so, from COVID. But we are trying our best to get back to as close to normal. And when we say as close to normal, there is no such thing as life before COVID. It's all going to be intertwined. So there has been a surge. Again, four hours ago, the New York Times talking about COVID cases are surging again. But most Americans have some degree of immune protection. Thank God for vaccines. And sometimes people got it from actually being infected and surviving. And you were in the best position if you had both. 
Listen to this headline. For two years, the coronavirus killed Americans on a brutal, predictable schedule. A few weeks after infections climbed, so did the death rates, cutting an unforgiving path across the country. How many millions of people have died because of COVID? So, you know, they're continuing to monitor the situation very, very closely. In the U.S., COVID is still killing an average of 314 people daily. But that is one-tenth the number of who was dying every single day in January of 2021. That's still a lot of people. <laughs> so listen to this. At this rate, the virus is killing more than twice as many Americans every day as suicide or car crashes. And if you survive it, the virus is debilitating and some of them are in for long haul COVID for the rest of their lives, possibly. But people were like, we need to get back to normal. Japan, who has one of the strictest COVID lockdown situations in the world, them, China, they're reopening to tourists, but listen, they not they don't care about no, they're not really all that concerned about the money situation. They're like, listen, very, very strict. You've got to be vaccinated, you've got to test, you've got to come as part of a tour group, you have to be pre-approved. All sorts of things are in place if you want to travel as a tourist to Japan. In North Korea, they're talking about an epidemic of unidentified intestinal disease after a COVID wave. So it's like COVID is the gift that just keeps on giving. Every day, it's some hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. Here you now, the headline from the Daily Beast. This may be the COVID variant that the scientists are dreading. So more variants are coming. It's just crazy. So from a medical perspective, you know, Dr. Newton is looking at the epidemiological information. Remember, we now do an epi week. The whole reason why it was changed to that is so that they could look at trends a little bit more closely and make decisions based on those. So when you have politicians who are now um, bowing to public pressure because, oh, we have a concert coming up, we got this party going on, we got this, we got that, we understand and we've understood from day one the complexities of balancing the economic situation, getting back to life, getting back to our jobs, especially in a time when we're being hit by high inflation, the Fed just increased the rate again, point, what was it, 0.75%, the highest hike since I think it was 2008. Everybody understands the, the necessity to try to get back financially. And so it remains very much a balancing act. And you have to do that in light of also not compromising people's lives. 
Cayman is the only country really in the world who has reopened and not had to shut back down. And why? Because we took a very slow, meticulous way of doing it. And no, it wasn't to everyone's liking. Fling open the borders. Whoever's going to die, just let them die. That was the attitude of a lot of people. And so I can tell you that the reality is because we've taken a measured approach, it has actually put us in very good stead. Somebody was telling me about, um, I think it's Bermuda and their numbers. And how, you know, they have a very similar uh, population size to us. And yet they've had 138 deaths. Whereas we've had, what, 20, we're still at 20 something? Very, very similar situation, similar population size. And in fact, I believe that we have actually had more COVID infections than them. But because the government kept pressing, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, and a lot of people were actually listening, Cayman has had over 26,797 cases, only 28 deaths. Again, very, very similar populations. Whereas Bermuda has had 15,000 cases and 138 deaths. Listen to the professional experts. Politicians are not professional experts. That's why they have chief officers who should have a little bit of learning themselves in specialty fields. That's why they hire people like Dr. Attilia Newton, who has worked in all sorts of infectious disease scenarios around the world. She has experience. She has the necessary academic qualifications. We now have an epidemiologist who's joined us for the next six months who is going to be assisting and preparing us for infectious diseases. You don't hire experts and then tell the experts that they don't know what they're talking about. Let me be very, very clear. <laughs> that is a highly unusual situation because if you didn't need their expertise and they didn't know what they were talking about, then why are they here? I get that politicians are concerned about getting voted back in. Believe me, you. And a lot of them should be. But at the end of the day, you have got to be prepared as an elected official to be honest with the people and to be able to say, listen, we hear this voice out there to just throw the doors open, throw caution to the wind, and let's just do this. But when the consequences from that type of decision, you know, is not what y'all think it's going to be, then we, the politicians, are going to be responsible for finding the budget, finding the money, explaining to people why their loved ones are dead, and all of these other things. So let's continue along this road of gradual progression, right? We have a few things left in place. So... Are we going to drop the mask mandates? Well, I think what the government is going to do is they're going to allow the businesses 
to dictate what it's going to be. So they're not going to make it mandatory anymore. It will be optional. But you know, a lot of businesses are still going to be like, you're going to wear it when you come to the grocery store. I can see the management at Foster's and Kirk Market saying, we can't afford to have our staff out sick with COVID and, you know, staffing issues, financial issues, whatever that's going to cause. So we're going to still have our mask, our staff wear mask, and we're going to still require you to wear it to protect our staff for the little half an hour, 45 minutes that you come into the grocery store. So there will be a lot of businesses who are not going to lift the mask mandate. Right now in the United States of America, there is no mandatory requirement for masks for months now. And honey child, when you still go to the mall, there's a sign there. If you're not vaccinated, Mall of America, not Mall of America, Dolphin Mall, if you're not vaccinated, put on your mask. Now, you know, Americans are not the most compliant people in the world. So they may or may not listen to that, but the sign is there. And there were still a lot of people in April and May wearing their mask. That is going to be one of the things that will become a personal choice. In businesses, a lot of businesses will keep that in place. Vaccination. What are we going to do? Work permit holders coming in from countries where there's, a again, still remains a low vaccination rate. They're probably going to still have to continue to quarantine. And the quarantine period has been significantly reduced. LFT testing. Well, now that the Americans have gotten rid of it, maybe, maybe not. Okay, I might keep it in place. Honestly, I don't even know what the big deal is. Y'all have to help me out here. What is the big deal with LFT testing? It's not like in the early days when you couldn't even find a testing facility and it was super expensive and it was this, it was that. You got your test kits now at home. You can do your PCR test, right? Super easy. You do the swab yourself. In schools, it allows people to in school environment, especially with children, to really get a hold of the situation very, very quickly. So we've had a few infections, you know, at my daughter's school. And the second someone tests positive, they said, oops, we've got a positive case in the toddler class, in the CASA class or whatever. We need y'all to test for the next five weeks because we need to see who else has it. And sure enough, invariably, there's almost always another child who also in another day or so is going to test positive. My five-year-old is used to it. She's like, oh, yes, uh, we have somebody positive at our school now, and I have to test for the remainder of the week. You know, in the early days, it was a, a struggle to get her to let me do the swab. Now it's like, no problem. She's counting with me around the circles or the nose, swirly, swirly. One, two, three, four, five, and we move on to the next nostril. She even knows what the negative looks like because she's seen enough negative tests. If you're traveling, you can do it online. There are multiple options. Azova has made millions of dollars, I'm sure, from doing online testing. Takes all of like five minutes. And you can literally book it right up until you're about to travel. They'll email you results. It's really not a big deal. But people acting like it's such a, oh my God, it's such an inconvenience. Anthony says um, they have new variants, BA4 and 5, 
And this is going to continue. I mean, the variants are going to continue, right? Um, so what I want to say to the politicians is I get the pressure that you're potentially under, but I think what you need to be mindful of is when you're communicating with people, this is your job, right? You have to work with civil servants. And the last thing that politicians want to do, especially in a country of this size, where civil servants really run the show more than any of us recognize. You want to be respectful of the civil service. Because when you don't, and I have already heard enough stories, the civil servants will cut you off at the knees in more ways than one. They're the ones who have to help you with your policy and who have to help you, you know, whatever the government's remit is, they help you to deliver on those things. And if you think that as a minister, you are in a more powerful position than the civil service, you better think again. They may not be elected, but they know a lot about a lot. And a lot about a little. And if you start to disrespect them, they will have no respect for you. Right? If you start to show your ignorance, and there are some people who are elected officials who are very ignorant. And I said, I said, I had this conversation more than once over the weekend. I said to people, listen, I get it and I understand it from a personal perspective, right? If you grew up in an environment where you didn't learn how to communicate very well. And you just came from, and when I say ignorant, please don't be insulted. If you just never learned how to, you know, hold a conversation, how to agree to disagree and that sort of thing without getting your panties all twisted in a bunch and wanting to come to blows and beat each other up. And let us be very, very clear. There are a lot of people right here in the Cayman Islands. That's how they grew up. You didn't have a disagreement in the family without somebody pulling a knife on somebody. And so now some of those persons have grown up to be politicians. And they still have this attitude where they're going to come to blows if you don't agree with them. And they're going to dis, um, you know, disregard your opinion completely and pull you down about your professional qualifications. Now, I don't know who in their right mind would be questioning Dr. Newton's professional qualifications and claiming that she has some ulterior motive to keep these restrictions in place. That's not, that's not the arguments that you should be bringing to this woman. Now you can bring the economic arguments like, listen, you know, the stipend is going away. We're only at 40, 50% capacity in terms of our 2019 tourism numbers. We need to get back there. How quickly can we do that? you know, with these restrictions in place, you can have that conversation, but you can have it in a respectful way. There's no reason why Dr. Newton should be running to the governor or the deputy governor saying that she's about to resign because these MPs don't have any manners and they don't know how to talk to people. Right? And it's not just about Dr. Newton. This is across the board as it relates to all civil servants, from the lowest on the totem pole, the receptionist at the desk, if you don't know how to respect those people, the security guards, you will find that people will not respect you. And I've heard the stories already. Oh, now this person elected, uh-huh, they, they shit can't stink, and they walk around like this and that. They don't have no respect for people and the way that they talk to people and their attitude. Take a word of advice from me as someone who's not a politician, but I'm listening to what people are saying. Bring it down a couple notches. 
remember where you come from because your civil servants certainly remember. And they're more, to ha more than happy to remind you. If you require a little bit of conflict resolution training, sign up for a course. Do a master class or something. Because honestly, um, some of y'all really do need it. When you start to get upset about a situation, that's when that little Georgetown, you know what, comes out. Or West Bay, wherever you're from, doesn't really matter to me. You need to rein it in a little bit. Um, so Tracy, we get updates on, on local numbers all the time, but like I said, they do a epi week now, instead of like giving you daily updates, they do give us infection numbers, current infection numbers. I can look up until Friday. I think we should have some numbers. Uh, Salvin says, remember that Driftwood statement? I'm beginning to wonder if it's, um, respect across the board. Well, listen, respect is a two-way street, huh? And without a doubt, there are people who will come here who have no respect for us. And we see it every single day. They don't, they don't show any respect for our laws. Um, they don't show any respect for our people. They think they know more than everybody else. We welcome them here. We hire them into civil servants, senior civil servant positions and so on. And so just like we have an expectation of those individuals to be respectful, and I think a lot of times we're here reminding them of that, we, on the flip side of the coin, as Caymanians, also have to show respect. You can't expect people, I don't care what their stature is in life, to respect you if you do not respect them. I don't care if they're a domestic worker, if they're out there sweeping the streets, if they're picking up the garbage, if they work for CUC. You have to respect people. And in fact, it was so ironic because over the weekend, I was reading this article. It says seven qualities of people who are highly respected. Let's just go through this for a second, because I think some of you will find this very, very interesting. And just because you are in a position of power does not mean that you have the right to disrespect other people. But it seems to happen all the time. What do they say? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this is the problem, right? So let's have a look here. Seven qualities of people who are highly respected. First thing it says is respect is something not automatically given. Of course not. It is earned. When you're in a leadership position, it's imperative that the people with whom you work respect you. Yes? They have to respect your work habits, your intelligence, and your ability to close a deal. Yet there's more to respect than just that. If you earn their respect as a person, then you've really won the game. The first thing, be polite. My goodness. This is like, um, I have this book that my teacher gave me way back when. I'm pulling it out of my little cubby hold here. I can't remember what year this was. But it was a book called All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah. This was 1991. Mrs. Surratt gave me this book as I was graduating from high school. And she says, Sandy, 
You are a lovely, intelligent, wonderful person. I wish you the best of everything. And I'm grateful you came my way. Oh, my sweet. I can't even remember her. What? I think she was social studies. But anyway, this book talks about everything I, I need to learn to know, like sharing and being respectful and all those things. You learn in kindergarten. And one of the key things is respecting other people. Right? And so this is a fundamental thing. Hmm. And it continues to be true throughout our lives. Be polite to everyone, family members, coworkers, the people at the grocery store, the checkout line, the gas station pump attendant. Give others the same respect that you would like to receive. Open the door of the coffee shop for the person behind you. Saying the simple things that you taught your children. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you. Good afternoon. Good morning. Politeness. Number two, act respectful. Hmm. What does it say? Eliminate disrespectful behavior. Negatively talking about people. Yelling and screaming at Dr. Newton wouldn't be acting respectful. Telling her you have some ulterior motive here. That's not respectful. Okay. See what it says here? When you're disrespectful, it creates a wedge that can become permanent. Instead, try to foster an environment of respectful listening. Allowing people to be heard, even if you don't agree with their views or opinion. Listen well. Jeez. Be helpful. Don't make excuses. Letting go of anger. Some of y'all need number six with a little sprinkle of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I get it. I get that our MPs are humans. They're not perfect. They got all kind of issues, sometimes more than the rest of us even. They got personal problems. They got marital problems. They haven't won too many children. They can't keep it under control. And all of that adds stress to their lives. And on top of it, they have people breathing down their neck about the economy and wanting them to solve every problem under the sun. But you still have to be respectful. Um, somebody says, you're speaking to so-and-so, another MP child. I heard some horror stories from friends who work directly with her. Mm -mm -mm. I'm not calling any names here this morning because, listen, this could apply to every single MP potentially. Take it. If the hat fits, wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, it is, it is what it is. This is what someone else said. Another MP made this comment this morning. Um, they said um, that these things need to calm down within their group, within the PAC group, so that nothing gets blown up. And they go on to say, man, I can tell you that this premier has his hands full with the big issues he has to deal with. I wouldn't want to be in cabinet at this time at all. And this is someone who I can tell you has been there before. And they're like, "There's the country's facing and the entire world is facing some really serious issues. And what we need now more than ever are mature elected representatives who don't take it personal, who are not about one-upping each other all the time. Some of them are so hungry for attention that what they do is, you know, they rush to do something that isn't even complete to try to say, oh, look at me. I'm actually accomplishing something. I'm getting something done. My friends, you're here for the team. Pat government, I need you all to pay attention this morning. Because the other side has nothing better to do than to sit back and pick you all off one by one. Have another togetherness workshop. You guys need to continually build your relationships with each other. I get that a lot of you didn't really know each other before. Maybe some of y'all didn't even like each other before forming this government. You've had preconceived notions about this one and that one. Some of y'all in there, well, I don't like white Caymanians and we got white Caymanians in pack, or I don't like black Caymanians. Set aside the foolishness. For the sake of the people, please, we are begging you to set it aside. Conduct yourself with a level of maturity. Be about the people's business and not your own personal back and forth and feelings towards each other. The infighting needs to stop. The lying needs to stop. Some of y'all lie more than baby Jesus and his cloth robe. I was telling y'all about earlier. If it could be lied off of him, some of y'all got a problem telling the truth. And even within your group, you have a problem telling the truth. And the problem is I get to hear a lot of it. And it's ridiculous. Oh, I don't like this one because I don't know. During the election, I heard that they were supporting so-and-so and they gave so-and-so some money. Come on now, put all that ish back behind you. You have decided to work together in a cohesive way to run this government. We get that you're not a party. We understand the growing pains. But you need to come to the table with honesty and respect for everyone. And if you still have feelings about a situation, go and talk to somebody about it. Go talk to the person about it. Don't be talking to other people. Because within the PAC government, there are cliques and people stay, staying together. And the second one, one member of that little clique walks out the door, people talking about him behind his back or her. This is a cold hard truth. Happy Monday morning, y'all. I'm telling you. This is not the time for it. We have way too many pressing issues for your little personalities to be getting up in arms about stuff. Okay, we haven't found a replacement chief medical officer yet. 
So we don't need Dr. Newton resigning. She has implemented things that, that have been good for this country. Allow her to continue serving in her temporary interim position. Because we still got a long ways to go, baby. If you think COVID is done and we're out of the, the danger zone, y'all are smoking some crack. MPs, y'all need to be careful. I get it that you're concerned about the next election. But the best way to be concerned about the next election is to simply do the right thing. Remain professional. Those civil servants that you going on with, you have to remember that they one thing they do is they talk. And there's over 4,000 of them and they're connected. Everyone them got families and other voters in their household. So y'all need to step with some degree of cautiousness. Now, I know. I get it. There are some civil servants who are working against you because they were pro-PAC. Hello, I understand that. And they will seek to undermine you in any way that they can. But if you know the process, the correct process, like I tell people, just follow the process. If you know the law, you know the process. Then what is there to fear? Just do the right thing. Miss Anne, good morning to you. Says that they should drop the declaration to travel for residents. Damon says the scare is now gone from the worldwide media. The big deal is a positive result, says Selvin. Opal says, all I know changes people want well, my fellow Caymanians, we getting. All I know changes people want well my fellow commanders we're getting it yeah i mean listen obviously we weren't happy with what was there before and they had been there for eight years and had more than apple opportunity to get a lot of things done even now some of the things that they're jumping up suggesting suggesting i'm like where have you been for the past eight years that you actually had control of the government so don't don't confuse my comments for saying that what we had was any better than this group <laughs> no, no 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 that's not what i'm saying at all I think this group has some unique elements to it. Lack of experience as ministers, some lack of maturity among some of them. But I can also tell you that as a whole, and this is just my opinion, you obviously don't have to agree with it. I think at the leadership level, there's way more going on here than we had even with the experienced people in the last bunch. If you all only knew how much help people like, uh, take, for example, Pilar, I can't remember what her official title is, strategist or whatever. This is a woman who's left a better position with the DART organization to go and work with this government. It is a political appointment. It's not a civil service job. But to try to help them focus on strategy and deploying the things that they say that they want to get done. Now, she works in the premier's office. But I can tell you that if every single MP had someone of her capacity helping them out, they would be in a much better situation. Now, some of them get a little bit jealous because I hear them going on talking about she not helping them as much as the premier. Well, 
technically she works in the premier's office, so I would understand that. But some of y'all don't want help. Like people are giving you good salient advice and you still think that you know it all. Some of y'all operating by this smoke screen and mirrors situation that I keep telling you about. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or even necessarily a bad politician. You might have good intentions, but there's been many before you who came with good intentions who after their second term, especially when they became a minister, never got voted back in. Think of a Dr. Frank. I'm sure Dr. Frank had good intentions when he went in there. And you do certain things as minister and the people, especially them George Towners, honey child, they will move you cricket and you can flip that pot of rice. They're like, no, my dear, you're not getting back in. And once they vote you out, you think they give you another chance. You better go sit back down and start up some other business. <sighs> Miss Sue says you need to fill out all these forms just to go to Miami. Well, Miss Sue... To get into the United States of America, you need to fill out a form <laughs> that is way more laborious than what you're filling out to get to Cayman. So when you come back, yes, you still have the declaration, but going there, that form has nothing to do with us. That's the American paperwork that's required. Now, I don't think just because they have done away with the PCR testing that that paperwork has disappeared. That's about 10 pages worth of paperwork. If you sat there and read it all, most of the time, they're just like, listen, fill out your name here, sign here, here, and here. If you're vaccinated, check this off. If you're not, check this off because then you can't go to America if you're not vaccinated still. And, um, well, PCR test is no longer required. So that's their paperwork. That has nothing to do with us, Ms. Sue. So we can't tell America to drop their paperwork. That's on them. And I must admit that our declaration process coming back is far easier than what you need to get into the United States of America. Good morning, Miss Alice. Jasara, Selvin I, I, says, I think you're weighing too much on the side of our MPs, but respect is required from all involved. Remember the private sector does, private sector goes through this kind of behavior and often CK Manions getting the shitty end of the stick. Respect is not even a way, a two-way street. It's a highway. Well, I, I hope that I've made it very, very clear that this is a two-way street. But my comments really are emanating out of this situation with Dr. Newton, and that's why I'm focusing on the civil service and the MPs. Because I think it's important when we recognize that the two of them have to work in tandem with each other to really try to pull it together. Y'all think Dr. Lee left because of the family reason that he gave. I mean, I'm sure that played a, a minor consideration, but he was sick and tired of dealing with the situation here. Everybody's a critic. Everybody's an expert, but the people who should be an expert. And to be fair, he wasn't really an expert necessarily in COVID, but he was certainly learning on the job. He just got tired of it. He's like, I don't, I don't need this stress. That man aged in the two years that he was here dealing with the COVID situation. Remember not long before he left, he was out for a little bit. That man was out physically sick from the stress of all of this. He literally, like, on the verge of a breakdown, I need a break kind of thing. Y'all think that it's easy having to deal with a pandemic when you're, like, the medical professionals? And everybody else is out there telling y'all what to do because they're the real experts. 
That's all I'm going to say on that matter, folks. Um, just be aware that we are obviously uh, cognizant and we're watching and we're listening and we're paying attention. And nobody is fooling anybody as long as the cold hard truth is here. So um, Salvin is saying the CMO gives advice and the ministers uh, make the decisions. So who says the ministers are in fact, the government have to take the advice given? Well, they don't have to take it. And to be quite fair, the uh, position from them has always been that they will be guided by the medical expertise that they are being provided. So I think up to this point, they have more or less followed the medical um, advice that was being given. So if that position is being changed and they're no longer going to follow the medical advice, then you know, they need to say that and inform the people that that's what is now happening. The other thing, Salvin, to keep in mind is that the person that has to work with the legislators and drafting the new regulations after decisions are made is the Minister of Health and Wellness. And some people believe that other people are trying to jump her on whatever announcements are coming and they're out there saying, oh, this is what it's gonna be when that's actually not their responsibility. You also have to learn how to stay in your lane when you're a minister. Your ministerial responsibilities are this. You, you got your hands full, believe me you. Stick with that and focus on that. All right. I'm not gonna belabor that conversation any further. Just do what you gotta do. Okay, um, someone says, yeah, the experts who graduated from the University of Facebook School of Medicine, that's coming from a physician. Um, someone says, so-and-so, a certain MP, won't be calling his name. I'll send him this message though, because I think they need to know what people are thinking about them. So I'm not gonna call his name on radio, but he needs to know what people are thinking about him. Because y'all need to get your stuff together. So this person says, this person is a distraction. That's why he was by himself in the assembly prior to the election. This is, that is one big mistake. Um, taking Arden and Ezard out. Hmm. Uh, okay. They said, so-and-so wants to be the ruler. I love and respect Wayne Panton, Sabrina Turner, Miss Wilkes. They are real. So people have some very strong opinions here about some of their elected officials. So three fire trucks running up east. Uh, we are aware that this is a house fire on John McLean Drive at the McFarland residence and it's now under control. The uh, police and fire service is still on location. So thank you so much for that update. Um, this person says MPs wouldn't talk to a voter that way. Well, some of them might try it, you know, and I think that that's part of the problem. They're used to having a discourse at a certain level. So when they get in a room with a professional, like a Dr. Newton or somebody else, they don't know how to conduct themselves because they're so incredibly used to having these lowbrow um, conversations. Someone else said, we need someone like you digging up the dirt on these prospective politicians. 
They should have to be nominated at least a year before election so someone can really reveal who these damn useless or helpful candidates. Stop this bloody mama and papa voting for people just because they're your daddy BFF. Well, in the limited amount of time that we have, we will do our best. I mean, we did our best during the last election and certainly none of them come with any degree of real perfection and some are worse than others when it comes to their bag of dirt and mix up and whether or not they can actually be trusted to get the job done. Someone thinks that they know who I'm talking about. And they said, hmm, from the information you've given, I feel like you're talking about so-and-so. Let me share this with you. His mother was seen at the turtle farm getting turtle meat and being a bully, shouting about her son, this and that. So you see, I ain't calling no names this morning. A lot of y'all speculating. All I'm saying is um, consider this the warning shot for everyone. Right? All right, folks, uh, any questions, comments before we wrap up today? Traffic accidents all over the place. So let me just see if the RCIPS has said anything about this um, motorcycle accident. I feel like it was definitely a fatality. That's why they had the road closed. Um, Normally, they don't close a road overnight if it, it was just an accident. So I haven't heard yet who it is. And I told you guys how this works. If if it's a fatality or really bad accident, and within the first couple of hours, we don't hear who the person is, 99.9% of the time, that means it's not a Caymanian. And the longer it goes without us hearing anything, it's probably not even a Caribbean person. So we haven't heard yet. But what we do know, let me show you guys some pictures of this situation. The um, individual who is uh, involved in the accident, so this is a woman, female driver, eyewitnesses at the scene told me last night that she turned, she's driving a Honda Fit. She turned into her complex, which is, um, oh Lord, what's the name of the complex? Right across from, uh, right across from, oh goodness gracious me, right across from Palmdale. Um but apparently she uh, did not stop and she might actually be at fault for the accident last night. So this is a sad situation because she pulled into her complex and she took off. Lord have mercy. This is not the good thing to do, folks. I mean, listen, accidents happen. I don't know if she was driving or what, Panton Place on Crew Road. So she pulled in there. The police went last night, couldn't find her. They went back early this morning. They see the car there, but can't find the woman. They've even removed the door to the apartment, and she still isn't there. What? We have a picture here of them removing the door. Yes, honey child. The police took the door down. Isn't this crazy? Mm -mm -mm. 
What a mess. Looking for the most effective way to get the word out there about your company's products and services? Why not speak to the sales team at Cayman Mile Road? We offer a wide variety of options, including ad spots on the cold hard truth, business pop-ups, and live streaming events, as well as display ads on our website and social media platforms. CMR reaches more people for your business. Contact us today to find out more and request a custom package that covers all of your advertising needs. Reach us at sales at caymanmarlroad.com or 324-1612. So um, here are the authorities looking for her up to this morning again that's the unit that she's at and this was them last night taking the door off let me show you guys what we're looking at here my lord uh radio listeners you guys have a fantabulous day thank you for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. listeners but we're still back here so this is what was happening uh let me just find this picture for you guys this is what the police were up to last night honey jail trying to take the door off of this apartment because she wasn't opening the door so they were like what hold on now let me just, where did I, where did I just have that picture? Hold on. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me just find this one. Here we go. Yeah. So this is pretty crazy. So the police were literally moving the door off the hinges. Woman, just go turn yourself in. This is not going to end well for you. Under no circumstances. Okay. Like I said, things happen. I don't know if you're drinking and driving. Now you're afraid that you're going to be charged with death by dangerous driving, which you should be if that was the case. But do the right thing now, right? I get it. You're scared. Okay. Um, that's not really going to help the situation, though. I feel like what you're doing is you're just making it worse for yourself. They have the car. They know where you live. Obviously, they know that you did it. So, you know, what? What? what's the point of running now? Someone says that they checked the attic. Oh, in her house? Like, you think she's hiding out in the attic? Oh, my. Damn. I don't know. What a mess. But here she is. Here they are. Taking, they got the locksmith there and they're taking the door off the hinges. Because people saw her running upstairs. Oh my goodness, girl. Just come out with it. Mm -mm -mm. 
Wow. Uh, Denny says, enjoy the balance of inflation that's yet to come. Salvin says, I think you need to ensure the Minister of Tourism that you're not against him, lest it be mistaken as such. Um, I don't know why anybody would think we're against them. We're pro, we are pro government here, folks. <laughs> we are trying to help them. And just because a comment is constructive criticism, that does not mean that someone is against you. They're trying to help you get where you need to be. Aliano says, my girl is gone. Well, she can't be gone for too far because I can tell you what, this is a small place. So they will find you, honey. Might as well come back. Um, Jonathan says, we have more people who have to worry about getting robbed than COVID when hurricane season really kick, starts to kick in. Then they'll start smashing up those ports in Florida and Texas or wherever we import our food from. We're going to have a lot of people going through some serious hunger pains. Farmers are growing less because they're saying it's too expensive. Truckers are trucking less because it's too expensive. Food processing plants are burning down. Cows are dropping dead because of the heat. Shirley says her understanding is that she's now in police custody. Okay, well, that's good. Um, yeah, apparently she wasn't answering the door last night. As you can see, they took the door off and still couldn't find her. So I don't know exactly where she went, but um, do hurry up and do that blood test to see her, her alcohol level gel. Folks, um, that's it. It's a Monday morning. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this morning and every morning. And uh, tomorrow we'll bring you some additional news. We should be having, I just need to double check to see if he's able to come on this week, but we should be having Sammy Jackson on at some point to go through and talk about um, the right of way access points, all that kind of stuff, because that is something that has been very, very topical on the program. And we want to make sure that again, we have the correct factual information. It's always about trying to understand these things. We all might have an opinion, but let's be quite frank and honest. Your opinion doesn't stack up to facts. Um, did you see the fit across from the Savannah Post Office? Looks like they took out the fence and hit the boulders in the real. Oh gosh, no. When was that? Another one? Well, you know, Honda fits are I, I said this to somebody the other day. Cayman is like Honda Nation. We have more Hondas here than any other maker vehicle. And the Honda fits in particular, um, because they're cheap. They're easy to get from Japan and other places who will not allow them to be on their roadways anymore. And so we get them imported in by the dozens upon dozens upon dozens. And so they just keep coming in. So, um, you know, uh, cheap and, and ready access doesn't always mean that they're safe. And certainly the drivers are not doing the best possible job on the roadway. Mm -mm. what a mess all right folks um have yourselves an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful day happy monday we'll be back here tomorrow morning uh please be safe on the roadways we keep saying it every single day but looks like we can't possibly say it enough and of course um the cold hard truth will be back tomorrow morning lots of topical news and discussions keep it locked Global 89.1, of course, right here on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels. Take care.